At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues It happens every night Every old night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name, no Nope, I don't, not at all. Mm-mm. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. right to the hook right here. Just a white line, just enough gas to keep this low budgets. Live, not so live, from the low-budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is really the corner of the bar and grill these days. We're down in the corner. And we need a jukebox down here. I think that would be absolutely, I hate when people say epic, but it would be epic. You got a jukebox down here chasing that neon rainbow in the corner of the bar and grill? Come on with it. I might have to, I might have to look into that. Do they even make jukebox? I know you got touch tunes when you go to the bar, but I'm talking about an old-fashioned daggum jukebox. I have some, dag, you know, Alan Jackson in that thing or something. George Jones down here in the corner. Come on. Some Travis Tritt. I <laughs> oh, hope all you lowlifers are doing well out there. This is the podcast for Tuesday, September the 5th, and I hope you had a good Labor Day. That's why you didn't have a Monday podcast. I hope you weren't having to work and that you weren't looking for something to listen to if you were working on Labor Day. It's a damn shame if you had to work on Labor Day, but I welcome each and every one of you low lifers. And if you're new to the show and you're wondering what a low lifer is, well, that's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. And you're now one just guilt by association, man. Guilt by association. So welcome. Hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend. I'm actually recording this before the weekend because I got a lot of things cooking and going on. And and most importantly, we have a, a guest today that's going to join us on this fine Tuesday podcast. And this was the day he could record, and he's going to be in the bar and grill with us here very shortly. And I'm always excited to have a guest in the bar and grill. Fall is coming. I know y'all know that. 
it's uh, starting to feel like that around here at the house. We've clicked into another month. I, I know I say that a ton on here, but I feel like I keep up with it more now that I do the podcast. And it's like week after week after week. I just watch it go click, 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 click so fast by. But uh, into September, and here come all the all that hunt on them hunting seasons. Here come I saw I had a buck make a scrape. I've got a really nice deer hanging around the house, and uh, was eating eating dinner triple threat night the other night, and he made a scrape in the yard while he was behind like eight does. <laughs> And this was before the the calendar clicked over, so it was still August. And I'm like, this guy has lost his mind. But it was it was a little cooler that night. They start filling their oats, man. You can feel fall creeping in. The seasons are going to change. You know, it happens every year. But I feel like September is always that month that you start really feeling it. You know, summer's still clinging in the afternoons, but in the morning, fall creeping in. So it's uh, it's definitely definitely time. It's football time in Tennessee. Glad we get to say that. And as you're listening to this, obviously I don't know if the Big Orange were able to win on Saturday because I'm recording this before. But I'm going to say go Big Orange regardless. And if you're watching this and they got beat, still go Big Orange. I surely hope that's not the case. But uh, always good to have college football back, football in general. But uh, it's that time of year, man. So hope you all, uh, like I said, hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Let's jump into – some sponsors here, and then we're going to get right into things. Star trying kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, but in that outboard engine, ethanol will wreck the works. This time of year, you start being a little bit more focused on those furry critters out there in the woods, and you might park the bass boat for a couple weeks at a time without cranking that engine. Put you some Star trying in the tank, kick ethanol in the teeth. Don't let that thing sit there in storage and get all messed up. So the next time you go and you hit that key, ethanol ruins your trip. Star Trod, kicking ethanol in the teeth. ProGuideBatteries.com, where you can find all your battery needs. LBL10 lets them know you're a low lifer and it saves you cash on, in my opinion, some of the best lithium batteries on the market by one of the most reputable battery companies in the industry. When OEMs have trusted a company for as many years as they have trusted pro guy batteries. That's a name you can trust in the battery industry. There's a lot of fly by night folks bringing in imported batteries that aren't in the battery game pro guide. They're not only in the lithium game, they've been in the AGM game. They've been in the lead acid game over the years. These guys have been around and they are proud to put their name on these new lithium batteries. And they're fantastic. Pro guy batteries, dot com baitworks.com bait-wrx.com bait-works.com duncan-10 d-u-n-k-i-n d-u-n-k-i-n dash 10 is going to save you cash there and let them know that you're a low lifer we're just coming off of their back to school sale but they're going to have more sales to come i'll assure you always good deals to be found fastest shipping in the game and that's the one and only place that you can find the lob power finesse jig designed by yours truly with the lbl podcast logo on the package the trocar custom three alt hook finer than frog hair custom skirt seven amazing colors it is time i caught some fish on that this week as a matter of fact fish are starting to get into that fall transition mode you can pick them off up shallow. You don't even have to have forward-facing sonar. <gasps> Who knew? Uh, go check it out. 
bait-works.com get you some L-O-B jigs. I see y'all out there doing that, and it's much appreciated. Last but certainly not least, hang the imaginary banner. I hit the wrong dang button. See, I'm all out of sorts in this new uh, this new setup. Hang on. Oh, there it is. Express Boats, the Bassmaster Classic winning, all welded, high-performance aluminum bass boat, 96-inch beam, 21 feet of fury in that X21 with a 250 Yamaha show on that bad boy. One of the best hole shots in the game, if not the best. Absolutely flies out of the hole. Crazy amount of tackle storage. Sea deck bow to stern. Can't say enough good things about the boat. The X19 is another great option. They have an amazing bay boat lineup. You name it, Express has you covered. Go check them out, expressboats.com. I promise you, you can find something in, in your budget. You can find something really that suits your whatever you're after, man. They got crappie rigs, you know, dedicated to that. Like I said, the bay boats, a lot of different things, man. Being at their dealer meeting a few weeks ago just opens my my you know my mind up to, to all the possibilities that Express has, and they keep being innovative and, and pushing further and further. Uh, as they grow their line but express boats building excitement since 1966 all right i'm gonna touch on a, on on a couple things and then we're gonna bring in our guest so i want to say huge congrats to patty walt patrick walters unbelievable st lawrence event walloped them old brown smallies and he did it with the smallie stash and for a guy that Really sucked at smallmouth fishing. His words, not mine. Just a few years ago, man, he's dedicated himself to figuring that deal out and 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 has proven it, right? I mean, time and time again, he crushed him at Champlain. He goes toe-to-toe with Trent Palmer in the MPFL at Saginaw Bay. Narrowly misses winning there. Now he's able to take home the St. Lawrence Trophy against Chris Johnson and crew, Corey Johnson in the top ten. Uh, the Japanese contingency that are just ridiculously good at catching those smallies at this point. So it's uh, awesome to see Kyle Welcher, also the Angler of the Year, in that uh, in that mix. So congrats to Kyle. Such a good dude. Y'all heard him talking about Angler of the Year earlier this year here on the show, what that would mean to him, and, and he was able to get that done. So congrats to Kyle on that. And uh, congrats to old Cowboy Joe, my buddy Joey, narrowly edging out Fajita for, uh, for the Rookie of the Year. I want to say this. If you see a post of a guy that wins an event like a Patrick Walters and your first comment is, wouldn't do it without four-facing sonar, just disconnect your Wi-Fi at home. Stop being an idiot. Stop being an idiot. I don't know why all this is at a at just such a crazy and, – and look, and I'm not saying this to get views. There are so many people like making videos about this just to get views, and that's whatever. But – I did the Garmin media event to release LiveScope officially to the world at ICAST in 2018. I had Garmin Panoptics, the original Panoptics, before that for a couple seasons. Five years this thing has been out there because that was in the summer of 18. Five years. Why now is it an issue? And, And look, there's been a lot of bitching before this, and I understand that. But we are if you want something banned, you're headed down a slippery slope. You just are. And I see a lot of hummingbird guys leading the charge. Not all, but some are the most vocal are hummingbird guys. And they're live 
compared to Garmin and Lowrance is not up to snuff. It's not. No shade. It's just not. They're not focused on it. Garmin and Lowrance don't have anything that compares to their 360. It's badass. Their Lake Master mapping is badass. But when we go to banning something because you think someone has an advantage, uh, look, they've all got access to live at the pro level. Hell, all of us do. And I see the complaints that it's expensive. And I understand that. I do. But I think that if you're a guy that has a bass boat, you're already spending a lot of money. And I think that it just comes down to what you enjoy. But you shouldn't knock others if that's what they're into. And I'm a Garmin guy. Obviously, I'm a, I'm, I've been with Garmin for many years. I'm a shallow water rat. Like, I like beating the prop off of a trolling motor. You can look at my boats at the end of the year. I mean, I, I enjoy that. I also love to live scope. I love to fish for suspended fish because it's so intriguing to me because it's a it's an area we we've never got to experience before. And I feel like even though I've had live scope for so long, I learn something every single time I go out and focus on that. And I won't claim to be great at it. But and and that goes to I know a lot about it but not enough to go beat the brakes off of a Patrick Walters. And so I think to see the comments that, oh, these guys just catch them because they got the sonar. Like, that's so ignorant. That's so beyond ignorant because you don't know what you're talking about, first of all, with that kind of mentality, or take the electronics away from these pros and we'll see what... Dude, they're great. These are great fishermen. And... The thing about forward facing is, to me, is it is a it's a commitment. The guys that are completely committed to that are no different than the guys of old when side imaging came out and they just committed to going and graphing all day. When I was fishing the FLW tour, you get your brake speed off by a dude that would just go idle for three days, and I'd run up here and fish some boat docks and then go, ah, well, I'm gonna go look out deep. Ah, I want to go look out shallow, and I think that's what you're running into now. The guys that are getting beat, they got it on their dang boat. They know what the fish look like, where they should be looking, but they're still, and Wesley Strader kind of alluded to it last week a little bit as well, and we're talking about it on here. They 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 don't commit. And what you're seeing from a lot of these guys that are, are just fantastic with it, with it is they've spent their time just dialing it in and only dialing it in. And whether that's shallow or deep, mid-range, whatever, these guys have got it dialed. But if you watch, and I understand I said a couple weeks ago on here, hey, comment, what do you like? And a lot of people are like, it's like watching paint dry. I'll say this, and I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and I forget the year, but going back, smallmouth tournaments are always boring for a lot of reasons, for a lot of people. I think they're not relatable, A, for most of the country. Those big water smallmouth tournaments are just not relatable. Either people are never going to get to go do that for one reason or another. They don't have smallmouth where they live at all. Um, combination of both and most of the time guys have been staring at a screen over the years you go back to man it was sometime in the 2000s but Kataro Kiriyama blew my mind when he was catching suspended smallmouth out of Buffalo on a drop shot blew my freaking mind man over like 100 feet of water so even going back then that was going on same guy almost won an elite much like Joey Fuentes did with forward facing this year, 
drop shotting standing timber with 2D. Just about won it in that same time frame. Uh, so to say these type things are only getting figured out now, that's just not true. But smallmouth tournaments have either been a combination. If they're not sight fishing, for the most part, you're aimlessly drifting around back in the day. Or they're staring at their 2D trying to drop on one. That's that's just most of the time how it's been. There's not a lot of casting that goes on. It's it's really specific stuff. A lot of suspended fish for the most part. But I think those things have always made smallmouth tournaments, quote, boring. They're never boring to me because there's a lot of strategy involved. There's big water involved. There's, there's an element of danger. And if anything, what Ford Facing has done has exponentially kicked the catch rate up. Like you I watched that final day on FS1 there from St. Lawrence River. And dude, this just like puppet masters. If you don't like watching five pound smallmouth get caught, then I can't help you. I understand if the guys aren't being engaging, uh, it can be boring. It can be boring. I, I do understand that. I, God knows I do live coverage. I have a job doing live coverage. I watch hours of guys fish. But if we're just going to be honest with each other, watching fishing can be boring. I, I get like this at the desk sometimes for MPFL if a guy's just going down a damn riprap bank for hours and ain't had a bite. So the same thing if a guy's swimming a jig or flipping a mat. Now, you know, we all want – I wish it was like all the time a guy walking a spook or throwing a frog or whatever, or throwing a buzzbait and where it's all top water bites and boat flipping seven pounders, but that's not reality. And I think that uh, you just have to put things in perspective. But this week with things – you know, uh, my, my buddy Gerald Swindle throws out the, the poll to the fans. And, and, and I think trying to disguise this as all the fans are upset is a bad, is a bad take. It's a bad take. And, and that is how they're trying to get the organization's attention, the folks that want it changed. I don't think it's 100% of the fans. I don't even think it's 50% of the fans. I don't. I think the min minority in situations, especially on social media, are always the loudest. I do believe that. And I think if you look at a comment, we tend to focus on the negative. If you look at 100 comments, you won't find 25 or 30 of them that are negative under, say, con say congratulations to Patrick Walters. There'll be some negative idiots in there, but it won't be 100%. And then I think you've got a lot of people that just don't interact on social media at all. So to have like a call to arms to get people to speak out, you're inviting that kind of behavior, right? You're inviting and almost, and I don't want to say leading people to an answer, but I, I just, I, if, if we're basing everything off of that, like social media is so unbelievably negative, that's just not a good place to start, right? It's just not. Uh, do I think there could be some limitations on numbers of transducers and things like that? I guess, but Patrick Walters has one live scope transducer on his boat. One. He's got one. Uh, I think, again, though, slippery slope, if you think banning anything is good, okay, well, let's throw away 360, let's throw away power poles, let's throw away spot lock, let's get rid of all of it, right? Like, if, we're, if we are technologically running people out of the sport, if, if we are financially running people out of the sport, because a lot of the people I see bitching about this got a spot lock trolling motor. Now, a lot of people that I see bitching about this also stand on the bank and fish. And I get that. If you can't afford a boat, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying I see people. If you ever click somebody's profile, it's really going crazy about it. They don't even have a boat. 
They don't have a boat. They don't have a dog in the race or they've never fished a tournament or whatever. Now, that doesn't say they can't watch tournament fishing as a fan and they should have a voice. I get that. I'm for that. Obviously, God, man of the people here, right? I like to I like to uh, pull back the curtain, but I think that anytime you start talking about bands, you're just it's just not smart. And I thought that I thought it was that way with the Avery. I thought once we banned a, an actual lure category that was really a slippery slope now they haven't really banned anything else for the most part but i think you start digging into electronics especially if they've been out for five years that's not smart that's not smart now i do think if uh if a company bass mlf mpfl had a one-off event or an event during the season that was special with no electronics no map and no anything it would be cool you know Make it a damn all-star game. I don't know. Do something different like a home run derby. Make everybody happy. I don't know. but but uh, Or try to make everybody happy because that's impossible, right? That's physically impossible to make everybody happy. And, and we're seeing that because I think, again, going back to everybody bitching on social media, and that's where you do like Gerald did his poll or people are making all these posts and you see the comments. On the same, the, the same people bitch about the Sabine River. These same people bitch about the schedules for every organization when they come out every year. These same people bitch when there's a sight fishing tournament. These same people bitch when somebody's got a spinning rod. Fairy wands. Look at them fairy wands. Like these, these same type people. So giving in to what they say in, the, in these negative, negative, negative comments is just silly to me. But I do know uh, Bass sent out a poll. And they, they reached out to the lead anglers wanting to know if they should limit it, ban it, or leave it the same. So there's some movement. There's some movement there. They're at least, you know, they're they're digging into it. Do I think it's the end of the sport? Not at all. I, I think technology, it, it changes with in the outdoors just like it does in anything else. It just does. I mean, look what deer cameras have done over the, over the last few years. There's a lot of these people in the comments that I'll assure you that hate forward facing sonar. They probably run them some damn deer cameras. There's a lot of people in these comments that would, if you made a post about banning some type of gun, right? Not and and this is not political in the least. Please don't take it as such because I'm the least political person that I know. But I'm saying like slippery slope stuff, right? It's just slippery. Slip like you ever let something like that start happening, it's a slippery slope. It just is. So, why advocate it, and why, why do we fight so damn much over a little green and a little brown freaking fish? For the love of God, why the fisheries are as healthy as they've ever been? Ninety percent of we're seeing bigger weights across the board. Caught. There are more people on the water than ever before, okay? But if we want to get focused on something in bass tournaments and you want to get on your damn soapbox like I do week in and week out on this show, start worrying about cheaters in your organization. Stop. Start worrying about payouts declining, which I've talked about a ton. And don't give me that the reasons payouts the reason payouts are going down is because of forward-facing sonar because people don't want to sponsor because there aren't a lot of eyeballs on it. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. That's irrelevant. 
That's irrelevant. Payout started declining long before forward-facing sonar. Long before that. Long before that. So don't say, well, and and, because I see fans again saying, well, we actually have the power because if we stop watching, they'll have to stop doing it. Dude, a lot of people say they're not going to watch, and then they watch. Like, how do you know that it's boring and it sucks if you're not tuning in? You tuned in. Most people just love to bitch in the comment section. And don't get me wrong. I know I can bitch. I do it staring at this camera with this microphone. That doesn't make me any better. But I'm just saying on this one, like, let's sit this one out. Like, let's just chill out with the forward-facing sonar stuff. Like, my goodness. Stop attacking the pros. Listen, there are on the elites, there are 80 guys on BPT, 100 or so on the elites. They've all got access to it. The only one that doesn't give a shit about it is John Cox, and he'll beat the brakes off of you regardless. Regardless, okay? But if you think things are too expensive, if you think professional bass fishing out of the glittery boats is, is you know, not for the little man anymore, well, I got news for you. There's a lot of competitive tournaments you could keep up with. Have you ever watched kayak events? Now, they got electronics, too. Have you ever watched those? You should. You should. A lot of interesting stuff going on in the kayak world if you keep up with it. Now, they don't have a lot of live broadcast, unfortunately, for them. Be cool if they did. But if you, if all of this work, go support those guys. You want to support somebody, go support them. But just stop. Like, what are we going to start having protest? People with signs, hell no, we won't go forward facing, say no more. Like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Stop. 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 All right. That's enough about that bull crap. Uh, I've heard enough about it. I've heard everybody's opinion on it. I've seen all the videos and. And, uh, you know, Randy Block is just sitting back getting streams <laughs> and enjoying every second of it. Uh, so crazy to me. All this is, you know, uh, can't we all just get along? All right. We're fixing to get the sauce from somebody in studio. In studio. Presented by the W Sauce America's Worcestershire Sauce. Hard to say, so we say the W Sauce. They got that new breakfast sauce, too. It's fantastic on eggs and taters and anything else you want to put it on. Available in multiple retailers, and you can check it out online, W Sauce. Just Google it. Go find it. You want it. Trust me. It's fantastic. Absolutely appreciate them supporting the show. And we're going to get the sauce from this guy right now. He's a, he, he's somebody that uh, is a really dear friend of mine. He has been fighting for his, his career on the Elite Series the last couple seasons. And really made a great comeback late this year. I promised you guys was going to get him in studio, get him back in the bar and grill. I started this podcast right when he had one of his most, you know, his epic win, the Forest Wood Cup back in 2017. And this is always like a little uh, reunion to get him back in here. A lot has changed in six years for all of us. A lot has changed definitely in this man's life. He's now the father of two, and he's a Bassmaster Elite Series pro just coming off a second place there at Champlain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome him to the bar and grill, Justin Atkins. All right, here we go. In the bar and grill, back. I, you know, you've been busy the last few weeks, Justin Atkins. 
all year you're always busy. But I said, I'm like, you know, I was talking about my six year anniversary. Cause you, I feel like we always do the anniversary show because it's one of my favorite memories. Obviously, I was gonna say this is kind of like an annual thing. It is, and it and this is this started around your like huge fishing breakthrough moment, right, with the Forcewood Cup. And I said, man, Justin, it was one. I guess the Champlain week, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's he's got a chance to win because I was recording on Saturday, and then you just barely. Barely missed it, but I, I said, we got to get you back in the bar and grill. And there were a lot of comments like, absolutely. These are some of, of you know, the low lifers' favorite episodes. So I appreciate it. Welcome that. back, buddy. Yeah, Welcome back. And, and, and look, you can tell everybody, I mean, we're not sitting at the bar anymore. We're, we're in the corner where we belong. We're, we're, not, we're not at the bar anymore. We're, we're at not the grill. At the, we're at the, or, yeah, the grill. The grill's just. Yeah, this could be a grid. That's what I need to do is literally I just get, I need Blackstone to sponsor this. Um, dude, I mean, there are so many things that that we got to talk about, but something that I've I talked about last week, the highs and lows of all this, dude, in six years and how much life changes. But you come onto the scene, FLW tour, blow like, hey, guess what? You're like you're like the Kool Aid Man, blow like I'm here. Hey, 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 maybe that was Fat Albert. I don't know, but you're like I'm here, everybody. It's a good, it's a good mixture. Yeah, it was a good mixture. Above you're like I'm here, and then you you hang with the FLW Tour, then you go to BPT in the same year that you qualify for the elites. The first like you, time, the first time you got a chance, you can you can go there. You you kind of got a decision to make, and you go BPT. You do that for a little bit. You go. I think I'm going to go back. I'm going to go do this elite thing. You fish the Bass Pro Tour and all the freaking opens at the same time, which was probably really easy, Yeah, I'm guessing. That was a good time. It was a really good time. Stressful time. But you fight back your way back in, your way into the elites for the second time. And then, dude, I think the best way to describe it, it's been a fight. Yeah. It's been a fight for you. Yeah. And, and to be one of – and I say it all the time, like all of you guys at that level are fantastic anglers. You've all got a crazy skill skill set, but you're one of the best fishermen. And I, I've been fortunate to spend a lot of time in the boat with a lot of people, way better than I'll ever be. And you've always just blown blown me away with either your how hard you work at it, your overall skills. But, dude, it's been tough on the elites for you. Like yeah. you've had moments of just – brilliance and then you've had moments where you call me and go dude like uh, i just i gotta i gotta find justin again like i don't yeah. you know and but it's been a fight and last year you were kind of when we did this it was literally i think the day we did it they were figuring up like do you get to come back do you not yeah. and you're like man this could go one way or the other and then this year you you got off to a rocky start and then literally fought dude yep. and in the year with it going into St. Lawrence with a chance to make the freaking classic. And that's why I looked right at this camera and said, my guy went from calling me upset and going, man, I, I gotta, I, I gotta get this ship turned around to almost getting to go through the arena with rap yeah. music, but save it, saving your career, man. So I just wanted to a congratulate you on that. But like, I want people to understand, cause there's a lot of drama, you know, there's always, oh, drama. Yeah. there's so much drama, but I want people to understand that on the other end of those posts, when you're congratulating a guy for doing good, you know, a Patrick Walters or you who used forward facing sonar a lot of champagne to do good. 
you caught them way before forward facing sonar, but I just want people to understand there's a lot that goes into this emotionally, physically, mentally. Yeah. And dude, it's it's been a it's been a ride. And yeah. and I just wanted to kind of talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, people one, understand. One way that'll really kind of sum it up is I'm gonna go back and just talk to you before I get to Champlain. So we're looking at going into St. Clair. I don't even remember where I was in the points, riding the line somewhere. And this year it's not the line's not real spread out. Um, classic cuts only 70, 80 points ahead of elimination. Mm-hmm. You know. And really t- really weird year. Yeah. I'd say points yeah. wise too it, for everybody. It stayed pretty tight. Um go to St. Clair, have an off tournament. And really, when I say off tournament, I fished 300 yards from Sofuentes. Like, I found the juice. I just wasn't dialed into exactly what he was looking for to be able to find those fish quicker. Like, he was fishing something specific, so he would pull up right here, and then he would crank up and he would idle 200 yards out across this flat and fish, and then he would idle 500 yards. And I'm just, they're out here somewhere, you know, so I'm milling around. And, and he had just this little detail you didn't have something, yeah, just something, something different. You mm-hmm. you both are Berkeley guys, so you got the you got right. the worm, you got the bait you need, yeah. you got the graph, you got everything, but there's just a little nuance. He, he knew something that I didn't know, and and that's fine. I mean, and I've never I've never even but that's asked, the difference, that's right? right? That's, that's right. the difference. I've never asked or brought that up to him, but. I could just tell by the way he was moving. I was like, he knows. You can tell there's a dial difference yes. sometimes, yeah. And so, anyways, I just wasn't able to really locate. When I got a bite out there, it was obviously a big one, but I couldn't catch five of them in a day. And the first day, I had three big ones, and I had two just like two-pounders. I thought, well, I'll go back out to the mile roads, catch another, you know, I'll cull these pretty easy, have a good day. I got there and don't cull nothing. So now I'm stuck weighing in 17 freaking pounds, and everybody's been caught the piss out of them. <laughs> yeah. And... This is how funny, like, I, I'm going to get all, this is an hour-long podcast, so I'm going to get a little carried away here. This is where <laughs> people don't realize how easy you can miss something. Oh, man, yeah. I put in the first day to start practice in Huron because I had a place I had found on a map that I thought looked like it set up right. So I run up there, fish for an hour, and I think it sucks. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, they're out here somewhere. So I keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. Well, so I, next thing I know, I look down, it's freaking 3 o'clock. So I don't have time to do a whole lot else. So I take out and go back to St. Clair. And I started to just stay in Anchor Bay to finish my afternoon. But I said, nah, screw that. I don't go over and fish where I fish for. See if it's going to be any good. So I run over there. When we were there for an FLW event. Yes. Yeah. Run over there and fish. Figure out it's decent. The second day, I started to put in in Anchor Bay, and I was like, I'll run over there, fish half a day, and then come back, fish around Anchor Bay, and you know, where the truck's going to be. Well, I got to looking at a map, and I'm like, hell, that's a lot closer for me to put in down there and fish where I want to fish. So I start driving the next morning. Well, it's 45 freaking minutes down there. I thought it was going to be like a 20-minute drive. Now, all I'm doing is telling everybody how stupid I really am. <laughs> I get down there. But it's the it's that razor's edge, though, of... Oh, yeah, this is where it gets good. Uh, yeah. I get down there. It was a 45-minute drive to this other ramp I had found. And then I look, and it really only saved me, like, four miles of water riding <laughs> because of where it was at on the lake and, like, the angle I had to get out there. So I'm like, this was such a waste of time. 
Well, then I mess around and do the same thing. I fish till like 3 o'clock. I don't have time to take out and go up there, so I'm like, I'll fish Anchor Bay tomorrow. Third day of practice, the wind's gassing, and it's way rougher in there than I thought it was going to be, and so I didn't get efficient practice. So fast forward, first day of tournament, catch three big ones, win two little ones. Um, second day, I start back over in Canada. I got a six-pounder in my hands twice, dropped it. Finally, fish comes off. I lose it, fall in the lake trying to grab it, whole nine yards, just started my day like that. End up catching a couple good ones, and I'm like, all right, screw it. The only place I hadn't fished in the lake's Anchor Bay. Let's go back. I ride out there to a place I've caught them on before, sit down, four-pounder, four-pounder, three-and-three-quarter, <laughs> four-pounder, and I'm like looking around, and everybody's in there. And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> this is it. And literally, if I just make pull that, like my gut, the whole practice is like, you need to go look at that. You caught them there. You need to go look at that. You need to go, and I don't probably gonna cost me making the classic so we get to champlain and you're looking at all this and i'm gonna set this part up to tell my st lawrence story at that point you can start doing the math and saying okay it's probably gonna take about this many points oh yeah and with two to go with two events to go go, you can get pretty dang close bass fishermen turn into mathematicians Mm -hmm. with two or one event to go Mm -hmm. in the year so we're looking at it it's like Okay, I need 91 points to stay on the elites. And I say that. The reason the reason is just the way, and this is for a whole another freaking podcast. We've already beat this in the dirt, but the way that their point system is going to work out with the amount of boats they fish certain years and all that crap, it's so dicked up. I cannot be below that 70 mark. Right. Like, I just But there are guys it. that either yeah. didn't fish in all the tournaments and different things that yeah that's right. going to get to hang in there kind of deal that's like right. you said another podcast another day that's but. right so anyways like i just with the way my average has worked out i just can't be in that pool i gotta stay out of it so i'm like if i can finish 90 you know if i can get 91 points in the next two like i'm golden so we go to champlain i get on the deal pretty good and figure out like i'm probably gonna catch them and and you did. <laughs> yeah. And you did. First place I started on to start the tournament, I catch like a five something and a four eighty on at Champlain. Yeah. And a five's just amazing. There, <laughs> my marshal was like, "You're gonna catch twenty five today." And we're blasting off, and I was like, "Yeah, I hope so." You know, he's just pumping me up. He's a super cool dude. I enjoyed spending the day with him, but like first two throws is like five four eight you're right and he goes are you just gonna catch all 25 of it right here it's like i hope so because they're freaking down there that's awesome dude but anyways so i get 103 points out of that tournament well tournament's over and i'm like hell yes screw it we're going to st lawrence make or break 12 footers i'm going out there going down edmund fitzgerald you know whatever don't care well dude i get to looking at it and i'm like Crap, I got to freaking catch him again. Yeah. I'm only above that line, like, where I think that line's going to end up being. If I don't catch one, I'm going to fall out. I'm like, so, crap, I got to Or if you, yeah, because if you risk getting your equipment, you yeah. know, you get screwed you and swamp there? the boat yeah. and you don't make it back, you don't make the elite. That's right. Then I don't make the elite, so it's like. 
Do you bunt or do you go for the grand slam? That's yeah. right. And so I like, I'm like, okay, well, I'll poke my nose out there. I got one little place <laughs> on day one. On day one, when it's like, ga- and it's it brutal, is legit gassing. Yeah, like it was. Now bad. you guys canceled a day at Champlain because it was gassing, but they're like, get on out there and like Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raps were coming off, yeah. fillings were coming out, dude. People were peeing blood, probably. Big. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, big water, dude. Big, and so it's like. <laughs> I've been out there one other time when it was big like that, but the way the wind was blowing, I could kind of ease out there and then trough my way to where I yeah. wanted to go. But like where I was going this day, <laughs> like I just had to eat them for like a mile, and then I could kind of trough it across. But anyways, I go out there, miss one or two, um, just don't connect with the bites. I had a little deal on the river I thought would really save me, and it kind of just fizzled out. Um I, the, the best part of the story is I had like 16 pounds when I come to weigh in and I always come back just a minute early. Like I just, my biggest fear in life is being late because yeah. I'm stupid and I'm running back I'm and I'm it, like, yeah. all right, bro, you got seven minutes and 16 pounds. We're going to make a cast. Like if we late, we just late. I pull up, throw on a buoy, catch four pounder. I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Cool. And I'm like, there's another buoy. I troll over it yet. Pew. Lock up on another one. It's another four. No way. And it wraps up on the boo and breaks me off. <laughs> but that's uh, like right there. I'm like, well, you know, that's probably going to cost me. <laughs> Next day, we managed to get out in the lake. Caught 22, whatever. Didn't fish clean that day either. But point being, when it was all said and done, I thought it was going to take 530 points to make the Classic. It took like 509. I had to finish like 18th. I thought I was going to have to win, literally, it, it, or come in Top second. five or, or win for sure yeah, to make it. Yeah. Even like to the, make up that 10 places because you were 50-something going yeah, into that. Yeah. Correct. So I'm like looking at it. And the like, classic okay. cuts were 40th probably place. Think, yeah. But yeah. And then some double qualifiers will make it go to like 42nd or whatever. So I'm looking at it before day one, and in my mind I'm like, okay, you're going to have to finish top five to make the classic points-wise. Because of where it's at after Champlain, it's going to take 5.30. It never falls. The dang cut to freaking stay on the elites has gone up tremendously from what you thought. Like, it ended up taking, like, 40 more points than we had Oof. figured before Champlain. Oof. Like, if I had finished 50th at Champlain instead of second, I would have really been tripping balls. <laughs> going into yeah. going into St. Lawrence. But it ended up, the points for the cut to stay above 70 went up and the classic just plummeted and went to like 509 points and when it was all said and done i'm like you had a good opportunity right there to make it and, and you start and then you start replaying every decision yeah, all year right. like well if i go 10 more places here or yeah, that's right so it's like land this fish versus that oh yeah, yeah i mean you, i had the fish on at st Clair and st lawrence to make the cut easy and i'm like you make those two cuts you probably make the classic but Whatever, man. It's like live to fight another day, though. That's the yeah, that's the name I, of the game well, right now. I know, and that's the deal. It's like you look at it, and it's easy to sit back and say, "Well, if I had just done this, I should have just went with Welcher the first day and sent it out in the lake." And honestly, if I'd been in a better position, I'd have went with him just to make sure he made it back. But I'm like, bro, if we both go over and break down, you just don't want anger of the year. I'm slinging boxes from a brown truck next year. Yeah. Like, it's a big difference. I got to stay in this river. Though. Yeah. But anyways, um, you know, man, you just got 
it's easy to be like, oh, you know, you should have went, whatever, should have done this, should have done that. But, man, when you got, when I got kids to feed, you know. That, that's just, what I was going to say is. Just think about things a little bit differently. Like, well, I want to ride, like, the whole reason I came back to fishing bass is I want to fish classic. It wakes me up in the middle of the night that I have now fished three years and ain't made it yet. It bothers me. That being said, I still got a job. So. Oh, absolutely. And and blessed beyond, yeah. you know, you can't even describe. Yeah. Now you're a dad of this young family. You got a beautiful family, awesome kids, supportive wife. You guys, some of my favorite people on planet Earth. And it's awesome watching your kids grow up. But, but when we talk about not – I've been, you know, I turned 40 this year, so I guess you reminisce a lot. But just in the last six years, our lives have changed so much, right? And, and, but I think about you, but I, and, and I think about the fishing industry as a whole and everything that we've really seen change. But just you personally, like when you, you and Tessa weren't even married yet when you kind of bust onto the scene. And, and then now you, you fast forward and now that responsibility. Yeah. And, and, People will look at you and go, well, I really don't think about that. I just go do my – yeah, it's always there. Yeah. If you – you're not you're, – you might not be the dad that you need to be if that's not – if you're not scared, right? If you're not – some part of you is scared that you can take care – whether you're slinging boxes in a brown truck or digging ditches or trying and, to bass any, fish or whatever. Any UPS people, there's nothing no, wrong no, with No, no, no. I'm job. saying no like, matter what your job is, if you don't correct. a little bit fear in the back of your mind, like, hey, I got to be able to take care of my kids and hustle – yeah. And and if that thought doesn't enter your mind all the time, then you're probably not looking at it right. Like you yeah. but you were, though I say that, and I've said this to you multiple times when we've we've had talks, it's like you were one of the most fearless dudes I'd ever met. When you walked under the F, I was like, This little boy, what is happening? Yeah. And 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 I immediately like gravitated towards that. I was like, I like this piss and vinegar. <laughs> this is fun. And you and I got to be friends and and uh and then whenever bass it you had some rough ones and i can remember being on the phone with you and being like almost like he's lost his his swagger in himself because it's yeah. it was almost like you were second guessing things because you did have to worry about oh boy like yeah. i gotta worry about requalifying and i i think that it was so good this year to see this turn and to go all right the year ended up being okay yeah you weren't in the classic and that's where that's where we want to be like that's your that's every fisher tournament fisherman's childhood dream being the classic but to not to know that you weren't like bubble boy yeah. right on requalifying and yeah. and that you got footing and you got that confidence like watching you on live at champlain not to just be a sappy uh friend but he just i was like yeah there's my boy. Like I'm, like I could just see because I fished I with you. Like you were feeling, and I'm like, this is the dude right here. And I and I told Marissa, I'm like, this is dangerous for a lot of people if we keep this up because just I, I don't know, dude. Like you, you're I, meant you're meant I, to do this, and and I also think it's good that like you you make the joke about you know find another job but i also think it's good that you that you didn't like fill out applications like you you know you're gonna kind of let let things fall where they they would and you and i never had that conversation like all right well what happens what because i don't want to have that conversation with you right like i don't i don't because i don't want to think that that's even a possibility that you're not justin atkins elite series pro yeah no it's uh and i shouldn't let it 
I should be 27-year-old Justin Moore than yeah. 33. It would help my performance a little bit, probably. But, but it also could cost me dearly. I was going to say. 27-year-old Justin Moore. <laughs> I lived in a rent house that cost me $600 a month. I had a Duramax that was a 2005 model. And when I got to the first uh, the first tour event I fished, I had a screwdriver holding the window up. <laughs> I paid for the truck when I bought it new, or not new, but when I bought the truck from a friend of mine, like I paid for it. So I'd never made a truck. I didn't have any truck payments. Dang sure didn't have a house payment, mortgage, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have nothing. I had no kids. My wife was a teacher. She made plenty of money to pay for what little we had. Screw it. If I wanted to run out there at six footers, I didn't. You were going. Yeah, you were going. Yeah, that's right. You know, and now, I mean, you're just paying for insurance and vehicles and house and and everybody knows that and story. everybody does and life's yeah. more expensive now than it's ever been i mean we i yeah. talked about that in uh in the beginning when i was kind of talking about the forward facing stuff a little bit and giving my two cents is uh because people are like not to jump on that and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit here in a little bit in a in a few minutes but uh people say well they're trying to price people out of basketball well, dude you're trying to get priced out of life right now yeah go to the grocery store look what your groceries are cost gas Crazy. like the mortgage rate like if you're trying to buy a house it's the highest it's ever been i mean the world's trying to price you out right now not not the bass fishing industry it's certainly more expensive than it's ever been don't get me wrong but yeah. but yeah all that factors in man well, it's got, it's and got to, to and just to say this it's like not that's not to offer some kind of crutch for my performance like i should always do better like you lose a bite here lose a bite there things look a lot worse like I, I, there's things i can do personally better on but it's also easier when you don't feel like you're always kind of behind the eight ball and since i've been at the elites i've always kind of felt like that because i'm trying to outrun this line that could cost me my job and i feel like now so after this year, there'll be dudes that'll have some drops. There'll be um, rookies that'll turn into two years and stuff like that. And my name's slowly getting away from You kind of get a grip on I'm it a little bit more. Because their, their process is, it's, I don't want to say it's weird, but through the split, the BPT split, there were a lot of guys that stayed. And mm-hmm. and there were guys that got caught up in that shuffle that are kind of, if, if they haven't caught them, they're finally kind of, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of the mix. And then you had the covid year and you've had it's it's crazy but how many guys because i still they haven't published a a list or anything and i don't think they did last year really either just out of respect for everybody but how many guys are gonna go do you think from the elite cycle is it is it 10 is it 20 is it five no i think it's gonna be about 10 about 10 guys Mm -hmm. and see and that sucks man i mean it's 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 brutal brutal. i've I've talked to a couple this week me and welcher talked about that last night like this crap is so brutal dude because it costs a bunch of money. It's a lifelong dream. You know, everybody that's doing it. We're all addicts. We're all yeah, addicts that, yeah. It. And then you start the year, and it's like, I'm going to freaking win AOI this year. I'm gonna everybody, out. yeah, everybody's got that. And then, positive. dude, for 10 people, dude, after the St. Lawrence, they're like, yeah. So what we about to do now? You know what I mean? And it's, it's friends like, of yours, and it's you know, guys yeah. you know, and, and you and I feel comrades that. out there right. for and sure. I feel that crap, man. It's like. It's hard to imagine not – it's hard to imagine that this just didn't play out any longer. You know what I mean? Like, when I started it, I, it two years was never a thought. And for some people, dude, it was two years, and they were done. And, and that's it. And like, and for and next year, 
it'll be two years and done for a bunch of them too. Like, here we go. Like it's, it's always, you know, it's, it's cyclical. And I'll say this and like, I do love bass. Like I love being able to fish there. I love that the classics, a thing, all that. I wish we were allowed to sell real life more than just the beautiful parts of it. Big bass, big stage, big dreams. You know what I'm saying? And and that dude, that's what I try to do on this show. And I think that's what's made it, resonate with some people as i do try to go again i don't want to be negative i don't want to tell you that your dream's crazy but i also want to tell you hey week in and week out here's the reality of what's going on and dude i i was fortunate when i tried it with flw dude i didn't i wasn't out there risking my mortgage i wasn't i had i had a i had a good gig i had my entry fees paid and i had other sponsors dude i was fine like when people were like well you quit because you just suck at bass fish i was like well, yeah, I never did what I wanted to do, but guess what? Like, I did, also didn't lose my house. Like, I, I was playing with house money to a certain extent for a while. Now, don't get me wrong. I lost my fair share as well because yeah. it's expensive. But I've lived it enough to know and see the guys that want it way more. Like, that's what I talked about this in the intro as well. Like, dude, with all the live scope talk and all that, the guys that commit to that, that are winning so much, like, it's been around for years. But I compared it to when I was on tour. Dude, I would watch guys. We would be at an April event, Lake Hartwell or wherever. You'd watch guys idle for three days in April. And I'd go, well, I'm going to go up here and throw my shaking head. I'm going to go over here and skip these docks. I might go look on this point with my grab. But, dude, I would watch guys younger than me, mostly, that had a different work ethic. And they'd put the boat in at daylight, and they'd take out a dark, and they'd never make a cast. Yep. Talk to a guy like Brian New. And he's like, yeah, I just I just idled for seven days. I just went to this lake before the cutoff, and I just idled for seven days. And you're like, but dude, it's a you know it's a March term. He's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna catch them doing this and this and this. And so the shift really started uh, way before forward facing. Now everybody wants to get upset about that. Now it's the buzzword, and that's fine, whatever. But I'm just saying, like this, that the whole industry has made such a shift. Yeah. In, in that, but I think you've got to going back to how hard it is and the sacrifice is like, that's what Brian knew. That's what Justin Atkins, that's what Patrick Walters, that's what these guys are willing to do to beat you day in and out. Yeah. Brian knew was painting stripes on the road when he wasn't fishing. And no so, doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's like, there's such a reality to going back to that. Saying, just such like, a reality. I wish, and that's what I'm saying. That's like, I, it's not any kind of shot at bass. Like it's every, or any, or it's, MLF it's, or yeah, MPFL yeah, or right. whoever. It's just tournament fishing. It looks glorious you know what i yeah, mean man, like, it, well i always say justin's been deer hunting all yeah gonna, but like justin needs to be painting road stripes <laughs> yeah you know, that's like right if nah, that's it there's there's just a lot that goes on that well and i, I feel like we not, do we sometimes not baseball it's not golf no it's just not no and i and i sometimes feel that we do as an industry a disservice to the high school kids, yeah. to the college kids, because I was one of those. What before there was high school fishing, but I was that kid, like big eyed, going to the classic and going, "Oh my gosh, they pull you in here and they play rap music." Like Justin Hackett said, "I'm like you get to pull around this arena. Oh my, this dude, you make this, and you never have to worry about anything again. Yeah. And now I dare say you win it, and you still got a hustle. No, yeah, no. I mean, you used to back in the day, it'd be like, oh." That's worth a million dollars in endorsements and blah, 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 blah. And, dude, I just – we're not there anymore. We're just not – A million dollars isn't what it was. That's exactly right. Exactly right. If you want a million dollars, yeah, you got it going. But 
not now. Dude, I'd be as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Now, if you gonna hand me, if anybody listening to this would like to hand me a million, I'll show you what I can do with it. Yeah, but no, it'll it won't last long. It don't last years. <laughs> it, it, it might not with this crew that I live with around here. But uh, yeah, man, it, there's such a a brutal reality past the jerseys, the boat wraps, yeah. the 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 cardboard checks, the trophies. It, there's there's that behind the scenes worry. There's that, like you're saying, you're counting the points down to the dang. I, I did. Oh, this is. I gotta have five thirty. Oh my gosh! And if you don't think that doesn't creep in somewhere, even in your subconscious, oh, dude, I didn't at even some go to point, sleep after day one at St. Clair. I like I laid in the bed and I'm like, because at that point I had some figurative number that I needed, and I'm like, gosh, I gotta freaking do this. I gotta like I didn't go to sleep. I just got up, back up out of the bed, and put my jersey back on, put the boat back in the water. Just Man. went back at it. See, I've, 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 I was a little sleepy eyed right until I fell in the lake trying to grab a six. I remember the most, <laughs> the most pressure I've ever felt in my life. And I know I said, well, I was playing with house money and whatever. The most pressure, because I just wanted to succeed so bad. It's all I'd ever wanted when you're on FLW tour and they just blast them. But the most pressure I ever felt in my life was catching them on day one. And then having to catch And that day. night before. Yeah. And I always wondered, I wonder if Wheeler and Thrift are feeling this right now. I bet they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, and I would literally not sleep. Like anytime. I remember like rookie year making the 20 cut at Kentucky Lake and making it and being like, oh my God, it's my first 20 cut. I'm like, ah, this is so awesome. And not sleeping a wink. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, I think I ran out of fish <laughs> just, just to make it to here. And I'm fishing against, you know, all the Tennessee River Hammers made the top twenty, and and you know you're, you're you're looking down the leaderboard, and you're like, well, I really don't have a chance even to make the top ten. But damn, I don't know. I've been making a long run, but I remember just I, also you're excited and you're proud, and it's adrenaline yeah, thing. Right. But it's so nerve wracking. It never ends, Greg. It's never good enough, right? Yeah, Greg made up um, Hackney when he won AOI after the Cayuga tournament when he had won. They did a little interview with him, and he was just talking about how it never ends. You right? could never just go. There's always we did it. something else. Yeah, and like if there's a hundred dudes fishing, ninety nine of them are gonna leave pissed off. You know, somebody's mad they come in second. Somebody's mad they're the first one out of the cut. Somebody's mad that they just barely made the cut. Somebody's complaining about somebody doing something. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's never, yeah. Somebody finished 80th because everybody in the field's got forward facing sonar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they did too, but apparently yeah. they didn't turn theirs on. Everybody but John Cox has it. Let's just say that. Yeah. No, I mean, truly, I mean. Yeah, he still did. uses a stick to see if it's deep enough to get on pad. And he's like, oh, finished third in AOI again. Oh, finished fifth this year. He's like, oh, oh man. I really hope they never ban forward face of sonar. Yeah. yeah, people will start fishing on the bank again if yeah. they do that. And he'll still beat them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, but anyways, it's like, it's just never enough, man. You know, and it's like. I don't know. I, I, you know, I got off to a rocky start, was barely above that cut line, was fighting that cut line last year. This year I got a little better, but I'm still just, it's always there. And it's like, it never yeah, ends. Like I just, I just want to freaking enjoy it. Like, <laughs> and I'll be honest. But but like, even a guy like Hackney, does he enjoy it? Other than weeks where he's just no, dude, he's, mauling? He's, no, he doesn't. Like it's, and I don't want to say that. No, he enjoys it. Yes, but I, I don't want that. I promise you. Yes. I know him well enough. Yeah. That he intensity goes, level goes never goes away. He doesn't catch him up to what he, 
He's pissed off. You don't want to talk to him, yeah. He's ready to That's freaking right. try it again tomorrow and yep. make it better and what it like. And you, but still has that anxiety of. Dude, I caught 12 pounds and I needed 16. Hell, I don't know how I'm going to catch 16. Yeah, to be honest. Right. Like, that's he, what and he's and great he's, freaking acting. And he's a legend. He's doing it yeah. for years. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't really matter. But doesn't go away. In his head, it's like, I'm freaking going to figure something out. Like, this sucks. <laughs> and it's not like, eh, caught 12. Let's cook some hamburgers. We'll try again. Like, it's that's not it. It never goes away. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The vet, the suit, like the really veteran guys I know, because I consider you a veteran now, but like the veteran guys have been doing it for way longer than yeah. than I've been even talking about this deal. No, it never goes away. The ones I know, they're like, they still have that anxiety. They still have well, that. At that point, if you lose that to where it doesn't matter, it's just time to quit. Oh, yeah. You better, you better keep that edge. Like you, it needs to be a big deal. Like where it does matter to me. It's not going to matter to him near as much, but we both get that same feeling. Yeah. But that's that competitive. And that's why he still competes, though, and he needs to be competing. Yeah. Uh, Darian and I talked about this the other day. We were just, we were talking about business and how businesses fail. And, and the way I was raised, and as much the way you were raised, and the way he was raised is, is you better work and you better stay hungry. No matter if you you because because he's got it going on right now being successful, but he was just asking me. He's like, "What do I need to do to ensure this doesn't fail?" Well, it's kind of the conversation, you know. And he's like, "You're older and you've been in business and you've seen roller coasters and things like that, and and what you've been a part of." And I said, "It'll always be where it is right now as long as you stay hungry." And that's how I feel because and and you know me, I've got a day job i do all this craziness i don't ha- i don't necessarily have to do it but at the same time like i am i hope i always have a, too much going on in life because i feel like if you ever go ah well this is this is all i need to be doing because i, I think about just in my day job alone you know getting bought and sold and yeah. like all this stuff like the thing that i thought would always be the same Mm-hmm. Like this will always be this, this, you know what? 22 year old me started here. 32 year old me, 52 year old me will still be here. Cause this will always be the same. And it's, it's not, not yeah. right. And you go, Ooh, hang on. No. And I'll throw myself under the bus. I'm, I'm that way. I mean, I didn't have any bills, didn't have anything going on. I just fished and then I just didn't do nothing. Like I'm just deer hunter, or hang out or whatever. And my work ethic slacked a little and then i run into not catching them as good and yeah all of a sudden that allowed a lot of worry and concern and things like that come into my life that if i had just kept my work ethic up like when i didn't have nothing probably wouldn't be in the same situation yeah i guess so that. it's like i've had to kind of refine myself like go from confident to having some concerns to we've kind of got it ironed out Let's fish confidently again, but we need to, we now know what we need to do to not have some of these issues. You know, we've ironed some of this out and I think that's what I'm paying back taxes. Honestly. Um, I didn't I like that paying back taxes. I, I like didn't that. know diddly yeah. about bass fishing when I started. Like I thought I did. Now I know a lot more. As far as what in that, it's is that the industry, industry or the, or the actual critter we're trying to catch? Both. Okay. Like I just feel like I've learned a lot okay. in six years. Some of What's the success. number one thing you've learned in six years then? 
I'm just going to cut you off because I because I'm intrigued by that. The number one thing I've learned in six years. Yeah. It goes back. It circles back. Is just to trust your gut. So okay. What I run into was when I didn't know Diddley, I just took what they told me. I would just go practice and. I got a few bites doing this or that. I'm like, well, that's just what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, now I get a few bites on that in the last couple of years, and I'm like, this ain't up to par. We're going to start the tournament throwing a crankbait. Ain't caught one on it all week, but they're supposed to be biting a crankbait. And Tyler Vett wins the tournament fishing in the river. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I I'm know, like, yeah. I just constantly was fighting that because 27-year-old Justin didn't know nothing about Okeechobee. So you just gonna go I'd send have been it? Like, man, that river looks good. Let's practice in here. I put in and every day. Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to that lake. Go flip that weight. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys top ten out of the river. So my point <laughs> I being, get it. I just didn't know anything back then, and so I just took what the fish were telling me, and I did well. Yeah. As I've been to all these places and done more and watched bass live and read my Bassmasters magazine. <laughs> I know a lot about basketball. Listen to Low Budget Live podcast. He didn't say that, but he does all the time. He just has it on loop. <laughs> so I just, I knew too much. You know, no, I get it, dude. It's like, I circled back on, I started struggling more the more I felt like I learned. And you just got to get away from that. You, you know, when I realized that I knew, knew too much and – well, really, it was Pickwick in the open a couple of years ago. But last year, I guess it was last year, at Toho in the open, you had a rough one there. I had a rough one there. But I'm like, well, I've been to Florida however many times. I've had success. I've had success in Florida, Okeechobee more than Toho. But I've had. But I'm going. I'm, I'm hell cold front. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All you 225 other guys out here, uh, I know what to do down here, okay? I, I can and, – and I'm in my mind, I'm going, well, there's a little bit of a warming trend. I know what's fixing to happen down here. I've been burned by this before. I'm going to – and they all caught him in the middle of the lake with a jerk bait on live scope, and I'm going, oh, yeah, well, I didn't go out there and do that. And, again, it's like to the argument about live scope. Yeah, your boy knows how to do it. I know how to catch him on it. I know what they look like. And, uh, yeah, I didn't go do that because – my old school brain yeah. also well, my vast tournament knowledge down here. I know where this is fixing to go down and I got rolled. Yeah. And now granted, Brandon Lester ended up winning that tournament shallow by the end of it. He found a little deal, but dude, he was one, he was in the major minority Yeah, and everybody else was out there oh. jerking and, and throwing drop shots on Toho. And I'm going, what? Okay. But but again, I didn't drive home and go. It should be banned. <laughs> like that wasn't me. I was going. You, I'm punching myself in the face coming up I seventy five. Going, you moron. Yeah. Like, why did you not yeah, think you right. should go out there? You've got. You've had this. I, I, I say this all the time, and low lifers get tired of hearing it. But dude, I had one of the first five live scopes that Garmin ever gave anybody. I did the media event at ICAST when they announced it in twenty eighteen. I should literally be winning the classic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if it's all you got to have is live scope. I had one way before a bunch of people did. And they're not even take advantage. That's, that's my own idiocy. And so when I watch live now, I'm going, Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm missing the boat. Or when I talk to guys like you, or I get to watch over, I'm over Patrick Walter's shoulder in MPFL. And I'm going, Oh boy, 
Like I've got that same tool and I feel like I'm pretty good with it. And I don't know anything about it when I watch these guys. And so, yeah, there's still a lot to be learned. And yes, there's still so, so many uh, like skills involved with that. But, but you're right, man. I think the guys that when you first come along and I think we've talked about this on the show before you and I specifically, I know I was a better fisherman at 19 than I am now. (laughs) Like I know it because dude, I just now, 19, if I was 19 now with with technology changes and everything, I don't know because I was just such a bread and butter, meat and potatoes. Like I, I was so dumb, though, that I would go, well, it's October and it's cold and I'll just go throw buzz bait all day. And I'd get six bites and they'd be good ones. And like that's just – I would take one ride. Yeah. A lot of times I'd go, well, I'm just going to buy a buzz bait. I'm just going to go do this. And I would do it. And, dude, I used to keep like journals – about and be like, got ten bites on Buzzbait today, yeah. and there. And if you looked at like my October notebook, it was like <laughs> through Buzzbait today. Like that's just what I did, you know. And it was like, <laughs> but now I'm like forty seven rods, yeah, live scoped right. for two hours, then went and through drop shot, then glide bait, then skip docks. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, that's right. It, and that's where I think that's where I think I'm everybody running. gets caught up. That's in what that. I'm saying. That's where I think I've run into some issues. It's like. I'm pretty decent at everything and I just get way carried away because I just know all this stuff and I'm going to do this yeah. and I'm gonna do that and this didn't work. So screw it. We'll just try this tomorrow. And it's like, you got, you got a few bites here because this is what always circles back. It never fails. Somebody catches them how I got a few bites. Of course. And does well. Yeah. And I'm like, how did they exploit it further? Yeah. It drives you crap crazy. I doing? Like, you had that clue, just like Nelly said it this year. He's like, you're always best just fishing what you got. like And not trying to expand right. it. Yeah, like Because you're going to hear Doc talk. You talk to everybody. Well, this person had a few bites here. This one had a few bites doing that. Yada, yada, whatever. That most of the time don't pan out. It's good to have that knowledge if you got time to practice it. But when it comes down to they call that boat number and you're leaving, you got the most confidence and the most knowledge about whatever you practice. What you actually found. And so you just better off day in and day out to just go do that and turn instead of possibly throwing down a 90 that you thought when you left, well, if I go do this, it may pan out and I might make this into a top 20 and you turn into a 90. Just go do what you did and make it a 55. Survive. Survive it. Yep. Because, dude, that's 30 and 40 more points. Makes classics. Cla- classics make careers and that consistency. Right. Angler of the year. It's literally makers. no different than kind of what I did the first day at St. Lawrence. Like, just go put some fish in the box. Calm down. This. You do that. Do that. You know, and that one obviously wasn't a lack of knowing where they were. It was weather and just situation. But, like, I've had a lot of practices where I knew I was not on enough to do real well. And I knew, like, if I caught them the best possible, I'm going to catch them. I might make the cut. And it's hard to go fish like that. It's hard to fish knowing if you catch them as good as your practice showed, you probably still ain't going to get 10 grand You still ain't going to get close to them, yeah. But 55s get you a lot closer to the classic than 95s. For sure. And so... Because like, then you... Because you're going to hit those top 20s too, right? Yeah, like, you're right. going to... It's going to come every year... 
five to seven, eight times, you're going. It's going to line up. You're going to have some yeah. opportunities where if you capitalize on them, you land them, you're going to finish in 30th. You're going to finish in 20th. Going to top 10, whatever. So not forcing the bad ones and making them worse than they got to be. That's that's really kind of where I'm at with my whole career. Like, that's that's what I'm trying to learn. Like, screw it. You're not going to top 10 them all, Justin. It's not going to happen. And there was a time in your life, though, that you very much, when you put your boat in, you thought that was just what it was going to be. I I remember, I mean, I lived that, and I watched it happen. I was like, well, he's really got this figured out. Yeah. Better than the rest of us. But these, you know, it's just, I'm just at a point where that's the part of my game I need to work on. I told Welcher, Welcher made the statement that he's always felt like he was Angler of the year, Kyle Welcher? Yeah. Name dropper. He's always felt like he was closer to winning AOI than winning a tournament, and I don't feel that way. Hmm. I feel like I'll win a tournament. I'll win five of them before I ever win an AOI because I'm not that consistent. And, but when I get really dialed, I'm freaking dialed. Like, I got it figured out, and I'm, you know, close to winning. And so – I'm shocked you ha- – and I, not to – no, not, not to throw shade, but I am really shocked you. Ha- and then, dude, you've been really close. Don't get yeah. me wrong, as close as no, you can get. Getting close to. And if it wasn't for Japan, let's just be honest. <laughs> like good. I don't, but, but I don't know why they don't like you. That's what I don't understand. Taku, Fujita, these guys kind of have it in for you, and I don't understand. You're, you're Skeeter Yamaha. That's yeah. a Japanese-owned company. Yeah. Hey, guys, friendly fire here, okay? Yeah, like, sure. leave my boy alone. <laughs> leave my boy alone. <laughs> I, I was texting Zona during live, and I was like, why won't you guys discuss the narrative that the entire country of Japan appears to hate my buddy Justin <laughs> Atkins, and I don't understand why. <laughs> because they got it in for him. Taku beats him at the St. Lawrence when he's having an epic event. Now this uh, – how do you say his first name? Koya, I believe. Koya, okay. Fujita. And that kid is obviously just he's part bass. Like, it's just yeah. insane. Um, I mean, dude, he's like – he called him at Sabine. He called I know, him dude. Bank, Listen, like, shout out to Cowboy good. Joe yeah. for winning for winning Rookie of the Year and, and to Welcher for winning Angler of the Year. But Joey wins too and just still narrowly edges out that dude, which tells you yeah. – forget how many top tens it was, but uh-huh. it was just – he what? Ten five of the nine. Now think about this, folks at home. If you're listening, I've only no topped ten three in three years. He topped ten five this year. But but you got to think like back in the day. I feel like if you top ten five, you win Angler of the Year. Oh, he didn't even win Rookie of the Year with that. Yeah. Think about that. Let that soak in. Yeah. He didn't win. But Joey Fuentes wins Rookie of the Year, wins two elites, and he don't win Angler of the Year. That's how much you got to bring it. And Joey was like top five points overall. But that's how much you got to bring it to do what Kyle Welcher just did. Yeah. Let alone to finish in the classic cut, how much yeah. you got to catch him. Like, I think just your, your common guy at home that, that's a super fan of the sport doesn't realize, I think, how freaking hard it is. I told some man, the and that you guys are superheroes more times than not. a couple of years, I have learned to get a check on the elites to 50th place, 10 grand. I got to be on them good enough to top 10 a Toyota. Like, oh wow! Like when I blast off in the lead to where I end up getting a check, I'm like, yeah, I got a dial. I'm about to go do this, get a bite. I'm around here, and we'll get a bite and all that. And when I get that feeling, and I'm fishing like a Toyota or an Open or something, and I open, top ten them, I'm doing like well, like interesting, I get way up there. And those are 
not easy tournaments oh, to, hell no. <laughs> to even get a check in. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're freaking hard as crap because you got all the dudes that are farming, getting farmed to be the next elite. That's right. To be the next. And they're great on those individual lakes a lot of the time. And times. then you got locals throwing yeah. to them. So like that's that's my point. Like I'm not throwing shade yeah, at yeah, the AAA course. level tournaments. They're freaking hard. They may too. be the hardest to win. But sure. both of those, I get those same feelings, and those are the results I see that you've experienced. Yeah. Because you got to think about it, man. Like those dudes that are fishing the elites next year's going to be even worse. Ugh. There's 180 of them, and they're going to bring nine that have caught them. All over the country. Through some crazy conditions. They're and good, dude. They're freaking so This was the stoutest rookie class, though, I feel like. For sure. In years, if not sure. the best one ever. And we kind of said that going in. Like, you and I talked about a guy like Bryant Smith. You've known him for a while, yeah. just like I have. He, he made noise this year. Good dude. The Joey <laughs> just out of his mind this year. Yeah. and But has been, to be fair, for the last – He's been really, his that. whole – I mean, dude, he started when I did as a co-angler, and he caught the crap out of him as a co-angler. Yeah. And then when he finally made the switch over to the front in FLW Tour, he started catching them, was very consistent. And so, like, I, none of this is surprising no, me, but yeah. winning two Joey's elites good. in one year is just so freaking hard yeah. no matter who you are. And I think the coolest testament to Joey in that is one was on Seminole yeah. and one was on St. Clair. It's not like he had a – yeah. a specialty necessarily you know if if you had if some florida guy won back-to-back florida derbies you'd go oh well he's yeah. the florida goat well and here's the thing i've heard like oh well he had four facing on our whatever dude happens. they've been catching him out of the timber right there in freaking seminole for, for Katar- 200 a, a guy I mentioned earlier on the show before you got here kataro kiriyama he won at erie in buffalo and I forget the year, but he's making a crazy run. He's fishing like 100 feet of water for suspended fish on his Lawrence 2D. And I'll never forget watching that and being mind-blown as a Tennessee dude. Like, oh, my gosh. And I remember telling my dad, like, we know nothing mm-hmm. about what bass do, even back then. And I'm going, because we fish, you know, Wilson and Pickwick and Wheeler with a lot of deep open water, like in particular on, on like a Wheeler or Wilson. I'm like, dude, do, do our smallmouth do that? Do they get out there under bait in 80 feet of water, Dad? Oh, my God. And he's like, well, how are you going to fight? We ain't going to do that. You know, stupid. <laughs> you know, and now it's like you watch Champlain and you watch – we're learning so much. But I take it back. The point I was making is this is not new. Like no. watching a guy stare at a graph, all these smallmouth tournaments have no. been this way. Or guys have just been dialed on a particular thing that separates them from the rest of the crowd yeah. for years. It's always something. It's either, oh – well, the Herman Humminbird guy's got Lake Master mapping. Ooh. Or, or oh, well, now Lawrence's mapping is is this. It's this much better. Oh, well, Garmin, man, they got this Panoptics deal coming out. And there's all, like, Humminbird's got 360. There's, Lawrence's down and sides of mate. Like, there's always advantages and disadvantages, right, to what equipment you run. Um, but this is not news. Like you said, Kataro, again, same guy for Buffalo, almost won an elite. On Seminole, doing the same thing in the timber with 2D. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, it's not new. It's just not new. And if you take that away, guys are still going to go catch them on 2D. Out of the timber. Out of the timber. Or, or at Champlain, the now they know they're out there. Yeah. And I dare say, like, they're harder to keep up with on 2D and side and all that. But guys will figure something out. We watched yeah. Polinick at Champlain. With his 360 a few years ago, like, and it would go, doop, 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 and it panned around. They're showing it on the camera, and he's like, look at him over there. And just before he had any kind of live, and he'd bomb out there and catch him. Well, if he'd had live, it was the exact 
same situation. Nobody was like, they wouldn't, Brandon Pollock wouldn't catch him without 360. <laughs> Ban it. Like, that wasn't the conversation. People were like, wait, I go, Brandon, in the comments. Now Patrick Walters in St. Lawrence. People were like, can't catch him without four faces, sonar pieces of garbage. I hate his guts. And I'm like, actually, if I may interrupt, uh, Patrick smashed before he ever got to the Elite Series. He didn't have live scope. He smashed when he first came onto the scene, and he wasn't this forward-facing sonar guy. But did he recognize a couple years ago, hey, this fits me, and I can make this work to fit my fishing style? And, dude, he'll also beat you going down the bank. He'll also beat – like – Look, like that, look, it's the same with like a Wheeler when people are like, well, he's just four feet. When he went on his big tear in MLF, I'm like, dude, do you not remember what he was doing before we had this? Because yeah, I do. It, yeah, it don't I do. Matter. It don't matter. I mean, it's work, it's, it's work ethic and ability. And, and like, and it's, tool, yeah, whatever. It's commitment too, though, right? Because, and I say, I, I said this earlier. This is what I respect about the guys. It's also mind blowing to me because I'm I'm not this dude, but you got to commit to that. Yeah, you can't go skip docks for two days of practice and then decide, well, it's going to be a live scope derby. I'm going to go out here. I'm just four facing deal. I'm going to go out here. The guys beating you have been out there roaming around for three days. Yeah. In my opinion, mate, and, and dude, you're actually in the event, so you no, probably go no that. But I feel like that's what that's certainly what happened. I think the misconception everybody has is it's like, okay, you have forward facing sonar, you just put your boat in. You're you like Harry Potter, around, just cast a spell. There on they are, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you troll for freaking three days, not see them. I still use the exact same elimination method for trying to figure out where the fish are. It's we're at Champlain. It's early fall. There's a lot of bait. As I'm riding around, I'm seeing on my 2D. <laughs> no! <laughs> and I'm you like, can't use that anymore. Hmm. It's a clear lake, and there's a lot of bait out here over 70 foot of water. Let me look around. You know what I mean? And so and then, then I'm, like, go, I'm looking at drains, and I'm looking at this and that, and I'm seeing some bass out here. It just makes me efficient. You yeah. know what I mean? It's Efficiency like, it's not is like, huge. It's not like I'm fishing new magical stuff. I'm fishing the same places I fished before, but instead of me humming my swim bait out there and counting it down to twenty and hoping to get a bite and reeling it back for an hour, and then I finally catch one. I'm like, okay, they're out of here. I'm scoping around. And I see one. I'm like, hey, he's forty foot deep today, and I let it cuts stay. the time down. It just I makes mean, us, immensely. It just makes us efficient. Well, and that's what I said, dude. If you can complain, and here's the other thing, they in their mind they think. Every one of them bites. Ugh. I bet ten percent of them don't bite. If that, ten, 10 to fifteen percent of what you throw at bites. The only time that it's almost a guarantee is when there's a wad of them and they get competitive. If it's like a Cody Huff picture, like where he yeah, threw yeah, out yeah, there in seventy four sure. of them, you gonna get a bite. Yeah, but yeah. had you seen that on your two D, or you just hummed your bait out there by them, they was gonna bite anyway. They're gonna bite anyways. But no, when you're, you're right. throwing it onesies and twosies and 
three at some point starts to get a little easier. Dude, when there's one or two of them, I don't give a Them solo out. jokers don't, don't uh, they don't like to buy. Now, I know guys watching that are like the Texas live scope gurus that chase them, them great big ones around mm-hmm. would probably say, well, yeah, they will eventually. But I think they spend a lot of but time also, on one. But there's also a different, yeah, they spend a lot of time, but they're also chasing 10 pounders that are out there hovering. Nothing. Looking for right. waiting on a meal. And yeah. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, yeah. people have been trolling around on Ontario for the last two years scoping fish. They ain't easy to catch anymore. No. Like, no. They're not. They're hard to get over the top of. They're hard to freaking get them to bite. Well, and I, and I think that could be, that's the only negative, and I'm a obviously live scope fan, forward-facing fan. It's the only negative I could see is we are fishing for fish that never saw baits in the areas it's like oh well i'm on i'm on the tennessee river i'm gonna fish this stretch of docks well i didn't get bit well these fish on these docks aren't biting well no they're actually out behind me yeah right well used to i wouldn't have known to go look out there and now before i leave a a pocket i go oh actually they're suspended out here under bait so you're you are touching them more than we used to that's that's the only negative that I have with it, and what does that do? And before we long get term, far, and then we're throwing fuzzy dice, and somebody will be pissed off about uh, my my Texas comment. My point being to that, those still aren't easy to get. Those aren't easy. Not to get. That's easy, not the point you're yeah, making. Yeah, that's not the point I'm making. No. It's not that I think that's easy or whatever, but I feel like you're fishing for fish that when they get that big, they're dominant. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and they're aggressive. And there's ways to make them bite, and somebody puts a lot of time into learning. Right, this fish is in this depth zone. He's probably aggressive. And how they act on the screen, you know, say. learn like, to you break it down. It's like a bed can, fish. Like right. you, you learn can to read see, them. Like when they're down in the cover, he's probably not aggressive. Let me try this. That oh, he's floating twenty foot out over top of that tree. Daddy's looking for something to eat. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm Let's saying? Get it back so in like, front of him. So like, I, there's there's methods to that that. I think those guys have mastered. No that. doubt about it. You know what I mean? No so doubt I saying, about Like, it. I didn't want that to sound like I was throwing No, but solos are hard to catch. But solo, smallmouth yeah. bass can be very hard to catch. But I think it's also can be said that if you're up cruising a flat, eight feet of water or less, gin clear water up north, even five years ago, ten years ago, before all this, and I see a six-pounder swimming, they're not easy to catch. Yeah. No, he's not easy. Now, do they bite? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. But I've seen a lot of them old black spots moving around over the years when I've got fortunate enough to go up there that just ignore everything and take off like they're shot out of a cannon. It's, it's no different when they're out over 40 and you're looking at them on live. Yeah. They're just not. Sometimes they're just not. They don't want to bite. But on the same token, we say, oh, and, and you experienced it, but then you look at the weights and I watched the dang footage and it's like there's a lot of five to seven pounders that gets snatched up dude and that fishery gets an enormous amount of pressure talking about the st lawrence yeah and it's kicking out the biggest weights ever yeah it's good and every i mean it's it's was it tougher though do you think now i know you guys had only two days of practice and and it was crazy weather first day of the derby especially but did you think the overall like the st lawrence river that it was tougher yeah i didn't think it was as good this time but i kind of learned because paper-wise, it looks good, right? Weight-wise, yeah. of course. No, I just didn't see as many fish this year. Um, but I just, I've come to learn, I think they were just setting up different. 
Different time of year, different. I fished there in August in a Toyota and run down to the lake one time and finished third. It was late August like this, and they weren't on anything I caught them on that same week. Interesting. So it was like, I in my mind, I was like, oh, let's add A and B, and oh, here's our answer. Yeah. Just gonna and it wasn't like that. Huh. First few times I went, I caught them same kind of places, looking for the same deals, whatever, and it didn't matter in this six-week period. They were there. Well, this time they weren't. And having a shortened practice and all that made that a little difficult. So in my mind, at the end of practice, I'm like, oh, hell, this lake's already suffering. Yeah. You know, it's not going to take 100. <laughs> it's going to take 19 to get a check. Eh, wrong. Yeah. All the way around. They were just setting up differently. What caused that? I don't know. But That's things I got to learn about that place. But but I think the same can be said for the Tennessee River, where mm-hmm. we live, where we fish the most. Mm-hmm. It's not always the same. It's not the like same. like I think about the forty years I've been on this earth and the thirty of it that I've spent bass fishing, and there are a few guarantees. Right? Yeah. Okay, well it's September, so they're here. And I can go every year to the same places, and there'll be a few, right? It's better some years than others. Right. But they don't always. Sometimes you're like, whoa, why are they over there? Why is this happening? And it's like, well, this is not what I expected to come do today. And that's a place that you know like the back of your hand. So the St. Lawrence, like, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, I've heard Zona say pressure. I'm sure the pressure is changing it, like, yeah. If you were up there right when the boom started with the big fish, because there was a time where 13 pounds was good up there. Like back, you watch those old invitationals and stuff. You go YouTube and the old TNN Bassmaster of the St. Lawrence, they're like, well, he's making a big run today. He called in 14 pounds of smallmouth and he's yep. taking the lead. And you're like, wow, yeah. that really sucked. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about things suck. Like, so I think we're okay, right? Like fishing, no. fishing is better now. We just have a lot more. We do have a lot more anglers. There's a lot more competition out there. Weekend anglers, pros, tournament fishermen, high school, college, whatever. Everybody's got the gear. The learning curve is something Strader said on the show. He's like, dude, the learning curve, you and I have talked about it. It's non-existent yeah. for the most part. At least getting you dialed up to what how you, you need to approach it. Now, whether or not you can go out there like you and I, if we were just – if you hadn't just fished St. Lawrence and we watched it and I said, Hey man, we need to go to the St. Lawrence river. Patrick Walsh's got live scope and we're just going to go where he was at on the map and we're going to crush it. Probably wouldn't happen. Right. You know, I mean, that's just, that's the reality of it. Um, so I, I said, I'm not, I'm not going to be, uh, you, you were joking with me. My MacBook's acting crazy. You were joking with me yesterday. You're like, so who are we going to upset this week? We're we going to upset anybody. <laughs> Because all my friends just seem like I just upset the world all the time. No, I don't. I get a bad rap. I was called a loose cannon by a sponsor the other day, by the way. Nice. To be fair, he was saying, well, it just depends on who you ask. (laughs) He's like, some people think you're loose cannon. Some people think you're a really good guy. I was like, well, all right. All right. It was was a funny conversation. But but I just got to know, like, where – I mean, I know where you're at. Let me – let me back up. I know where you're at with four phasing because you enjoy it and I've done it with you and I, we talk about it a lot. But my problem with what we've got going on is, and I've already, and I talked about this to death for 30 minutes before you got here, but like Bassmaster sending out the poll, that's going on and they're looking at uh, modify, you know, should we should we change it? Should we ban it? Should we leave it alone? Um, but 
the concerning part for me about it, and I know there are a lot of people that comment about it. I get it. But I still feel like it's a small percentage of the fishing fans. And I will say, yeah, it can be boring to watch if you don't know what you're looking for. Like yeah. you got to watch. Like you can learn. There's a lot to learn. And I also know that because I've, I've obviously I put a GoPro in my boat a lot. I'm filming, and I know that when I'm like, ooh, 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 like I don't because even when I'm by myself, I'll talk to the camera and talk about what I'm doing and stuff like that for YouTube videos. And a lot of times I get home when I'm doing a forward facing kind of day, and I don't say anything because I'm like, ooh, 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 oh, yeah, and I'm just staring. So I so I I get. I get that part of it. All right. Don't get in my comments. Don't tell me, oh, you're just lost touch and you're sponsored by Garmin. And so you're just, no, no, it has nothing to do with it. Fat Cat and I sit in that studio for hours watching guys stare at the graph. Trust me. Like, I, I understand. For sure. I understand. But I also, I'm like, oh, oh. Like, I like watching. Well, why, why did Patrick Walters pick up a different rod right then with a totally different? Why does he have nine of the same thing? Oh, it's because things are weighted different. Like, there's, there's, there's methods to the madness like it's not just oh well he's a good video game guy and he caught more than everybody else because he's got forward facing there are 100 guys in the elite series that have it that have it other than john cox like everybody but john has it john's still top five aoi every year it seems like no matter what and he doesn't care he doesn't get up up in arms about it he just goes and does his thing now do you have because i think this is a funny conversation do you want to see Max sent General's band because he's beating your ass? Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Because guess what? No I bet you got, you're a Berkeley guy. You probably got a bunch of them Max sent Generals. And you know what? All he does, all, all he does is he just wacky rigs it and he just goes and fishes the just bank. Throws it down hey, the bank and just keeps why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Hey, why aren't all of it? Oh, you know what? I should be able to win every tournament on Pickwick. Just get me some of those Generals and go down the damn bank. Dude, it ain't that easy. That guy is talented beyond words. He's got freaking gills. All of y'all are. But when it comes to shallow water, he's the best. John Cox is just, he's just got it. Yeah. That's why I always say he's one of the best fishermen to ever pick up a rod and reel. You know why? Because it don't matter if he's in Iowa, Indiana, or Florida. He just goes and does what he does yeah. and always makes it work somehow for the most part. Yeah. But are we going to ban those? I, I don't think it's fair. It's the same conversation. Same conversation. It's the same conversation. Oh my yeah. gosh, Kevin Van Dam is beating our brains out with a six XD. We shouldn't have this. Yeah. No, well, I know, and it's, it's a slippery like, slope. It is, and it's like the problem is not. I mean, number one, we had three smallmouth tournaments in a row, and since the inception of live fishing shows, three ones. Ooh. Fairy wines and it's boring and it's out in the middle of the ocean. Drifting out here for hours. Like, I'm sorry. And, you but, had six other tournaments where, guess what? They were freaking sucky ass crackers. <laughs> and we just flipped out. Do you bike. want Sabine River? Yeah. Like, catching them at takeoff, or do we want, because here's what I want I want Cowboy Joe trying to hand land a smallmouth and five footers and it jump in the that's what i want cool. like i was cool was right cool. and you guys catch exponentially more on camera with live it's now way more it, fun it's a if fun. you watch fs1 all you hear is yeah. and then it's like split screen with two guys fighting five pounders i'm like where are you on planet earth that you're like 
I hate this, and you're mad. It's a fun amplifier. <laughs> to me, it is all the way around for watching. And I get we catch more. If they're fish. not catching them, that it's boring to. Watch. Yes. I get that part of it. What I think it's also boring watching you do. fish cypress trees if you're not catching them. To be yeah. fair, fishing is not something that's fun to watch all the time. What's well, like my dad was saying? If the PGA watched filmed a guy hit a ball and then filmed him walking down the. <laughs> He's just walking. Phil has spoken. I love it. That's true. And you're like five minutes of him just walking. And it's like, I think the organizations can do a better job. Or if you just filmed him on the putting green. Yeah. It's like, he's just got like 50 balls in front of him. Yeah. But in an intense moment, and he's putting for the win, you're like, oh my gosh, everybody, you're holding your breath. I think we could do a better job of creating a better storyline. Um. Do we have the technology to hook to all these units? Mm-hmm. Screw it. Like, already, like, we already told everybody everything. Hook to my unit where they can see what this stuff looks like. And then maybe then they see me throw it 17 of them that don't bite, and I'm getting frustrated. Do a time lapse of how many bites you don't get. Yeah. yeah. Then at that point, they're like, hmm, maybe that thing isn't magical. Yeah. You know, whatever. The people that think it's magic just don't, they don't. And, and I've said this, and again, this is no offense. Am I going to... Is it an advantage? Is it a good tool? Yes. So was 360. So was Lake Master Master. So was side imaging when it first came out. Can you imagine unmolested ledges and like you could see them out there 300 feet? Can I imagine? Buddy, I lived it. I I Like you did. I grew up around here with a paper map dragging a Carolina rig with my dad trying to find a hard spot. And then all of a sudden I just go, do, 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 do. And I ride by and go, oh my Lord, look how many are over there. Yeah. We never knew this. And like it changed everything. Right. And then we still had a paper map. And then like a year after that, it was like this Navionics thing happens. And I go to fish, I'll never forget, I fish an Everstart on Pickwick. And I'm like, dude, I know where every little turn is. It don't matter. And there's like a hundred guys from out of town sitting on all the goods because it took them five minutes to figure out where the creek mouths and the ditches and the turns were. And I'm like, Welcome to Thunderdome. This just changed yeah. immediately. But did I go, we should ban the maps <laughs> so I can catch them better on Pickwick with no competition? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't say that. And if you're saying, I don't know, dude, I just think it's dangerous. And it's like, very, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't get into politics. I don't, yep. but I think this kind of thing, I, I, I compared it to yep. the gun thing, right? Like, I don't think anybody would disagree that there are terrible people that have used weapons they shouldn't have to do terrible things. Nobody, you and I are gun guys. We're hunters. We will always like, you know, whatever. But it's, if you start it. Yeah, where does it end? Where does it end? And that's where people get nervous. And I I said, the same people, I feel like, because it's kind of the demographic thing, that would make a comment going, well, you can't do that because that's a slippery slope. Or the same people in the outdoors industry that are now going, ban it, get this devil box off the front of these boats. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, well, if we start that, then let's just take them all off. Yeah. Let's take them all off. Yeah. You don't get GPS. Yeah. You can't waypoint that bedfish. You can't waypoint that dock in the back of that pocket that you, because like me, I'm getting a little older. I'll forget which post I got to bite on that I shook off in practice, and I go, boop, I put me a dot, and I move on. Something I use every time I go, even fishing at home. Ooh, there's a new brush pile I didn't see here. There's, oh, man, I didn't notice that law. I, I've never seen that before. And I make me a dot. All goes away. Let's throw away your all you hummingbird guys. 
Let's throw away your 360. It's over. Because here's the thing. I'm a Garmin guy and by contract. I can't run Hummingbird, okay? 360 is awesome. I'll say that it's freaking awesome. There's been a lot. You're of a Lawrence guy. You can't re- seen on a 360 no, and got caught. Ain't the, no doubt about it. You no ain't doubt got about to it. See his fins wiggling to catch him. I just need to know he's there. Yeah, that's so right. I'm fishing down through there, and that sucker rotates, and I'm like, hey, there they are. Yeah, fire over there. On. Like, I can hit. It says he's 40 foot out there, and he's at 10 o'clock. I can do that. Yep. I can make that cast. I don't have to see the dot go down to the bottom. No. I know he's out there. I know how to make my bait work to where. But why are we not him. seeing? And again, I'm not throwing shade at Hummerbird at all. No, they but I'm saying why is there not a, a a a forum <laughs> or a Facebook outcry going? Get rid of 360. You don't. You won't ever see you it. Never. Or get rid of down imaging and side imaging. This is bull crap, and you're you're pricing me out of this. I mean, because dude, guess what? Those units were three thousand dollars too. Yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. The box and the transducer for live, it's it's more expensive. But all of this changed years ago. That's my main yeah, point. It's not is new. Why we're at a fevered pitch about it now? I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't know why this week, this past week, became the week. And I and and look, I, I was giving Gerald a hard time. He poked the bear. He's like, "Hey, y'all, all vote." And then you got guys, uh, and they're dis- and my problem with it is don't disguise it as the fans are upset and they're going to stop watching and the sport's never going to grow because sponsors are going to leave us because the people aren't going to watch anymore. Well. I disagree with that outlook I'm totally. Well, but I dare say Sabine River, there's nine trillion comments about it sucks. They, it took eight pounds a day to get a check. Listen, this is terrible to exactly watch. Exactly where I was best. going with this. The problem is Everybody. my guilty pleasure in life is reading fishing comments, and it does not matter. Where you guys go, where MPFL goes, where BPT goes. People bitch about the schedule. And then when you get there, they bitch. Well, I get so tired of watching these guys sap fish. I get so tired of watching them flip these Florida mats. I hate watching a guy throw a check. There's always, always. that. But always. I will say it's more common for the forward-facing thing. But it ultimately, the Internet's a very negative place. Yes. And People would rather walk across the road, climb a tree. <laughs> To complain and complain about something and just stand and, and look and it nice. and it's not just fishing obviously no it's right. not just fishing that's so I don't but that's just that's just unfortunately where people tend to go on social media with a, with the platform that they have but I I think the problem is when that is and again no shade here but when that's instigated yeah when you try to get them fired up oh yeah they no. immediately to me people if they're my kind opinion, of on all the of fence. a sudden, my opinion matters, and yes. this person asked yes. me my yes. opinion. And, about and that's a problem. And that's, yeah, and that's the yeah, that's uh, the problem. Because look, the guys that come in and and when a Patrick Walters post goes up, and it's like, hey, everybody, let's congrats Patrick, and there are like three dudes out of two hundred comments that are like, idiot, yeah. can't catch them with that. All right, whatever. But when you kind of stir it up, yeah. You're you're asking for it, in my opinion, and that's where we're at this week. And then it was just funny to see all the memes come out back and forth 
Um, it's so I tell you, what's so crazy to me is how much difference there is between like Facebook and Instagram and the oh, comments yeah. you get. Facebook's always worse, dude. I always get, worse. Like, hey, you can make the same on Facebook. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll post I don't know a picture the, of I don't my get boot, it. and I'll be like, "Got my new skeeter. love my skeeter, yada, yada. and you're a piece of like, crap." I just for got it in, and somebody will send me a message. Like, you're a piece of crap. I, you don't <laughs> earn anything. Everything's given to you. I hope you have a wreck on the way to the first tournament, you piece of crap. You should do a podcast. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm like. So, out of all the, I will say this. Really? All the social media for what, and I don't know why this is. Maybe Instagram stomps it out more. I don't know. But I can make the same post Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, same post. And Instagram will get like two or three comments, honestly. And I got like 35. I've got way more followers on there over the years, 35,000. So I do think it's a little more choked down. And maybe Facebook, some reason, algorithms, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But same post. We'll get 100 comments on Facebook, and half of them are folks just tore down. Yes. But yes. just mad. Like, yes, they're like, I'm, I'm going to get on this device because I'm mad, damn it. Like, they're just ready to go. It's they crazy. hit their floor in the morning, and they're like. I mean, Alton Jr. got roasted <laughs> over a vlogger. <laughs> I had him on it two weeks ago. And I've got, I've got a clip. I've got a post of it. And a lot of people watch that episode. But he said, man, what I found out when that video went viral is the fly fishing community. <laughs> <laughs> The fly fisherman wanted that little Alton's head on a platter, dog. He that video's got like twenty seven million views, and half of it is people that just want him to die because he was using a traffic cone. But I told him on the I had my uh, when I fell in earlier this year, and it was a very scary situation. But the video was funny. The way I edited it, it ended up being funny because I was like, "Well, that was effing terrible." Like I cussed and whatever, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, it's hilarious." Dude, I was in the water for like six minutes in like 52-degree water, and it was like really actually terrifying. Yeah. But when I came home and watched the footage, I was like, oh, this is funny. But it's also a PSA like kind of deal. Be careful and bring extra clothes and don't be like me. Correct. And it went viral. And you can always tell because it gets out of your, the realm of your normal followers. And, I, and, and I've said this a bunch on here, but, dude, people were like, idiot ass bass fisherman with too many rods why couldn't you have drowned and you're like whoa this escalated fast and it but it's funny what gets the the views up is always the negative engagement it's sad that that's our world right instead of people going oh this was funny glad you're oh my my gosh dude how did you not lose all your rods or whatever the comments were there were so many that were like huh wish you were dead Idiot bass fish. Look at the idiot bass fishing with his rods at his feet. I'm like, what? Like, there were so many. But, yeah, Alton, I wish Alton and I could have done an hour where he just read his bad comments. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we will. Maybe we'll just do a, hey, let's do, maybe we'll do a Zoom call. Me, you, we'll just get like five of us all on a low-budget live and read how uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel used to do the celebrities read mean tweets. tweets Maybe yeah. let's just read for like an hour. I think that'd be funny. Yeah, no I need to write that down in a notebook because little Alton's probably going to beat us because that's oh, no, a super viral video. He's one for but sure. But I've got some, I've got some humdingers, buddy. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, get it. that's a rabbit hole. But yeah, no, I don't get it. But that's 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 why I don't put any weight into reading this stuff yeah 72 percent don't want forward facing sonar and i'm like Whatever. do maybe, you maybe 
it's just the demographic that this post got sent out to. Yeah. Like fly fishermen, no fly fishermen <laughs> followed out. And next thing you know, 27 million followed it. I know. So it's, it's so like, weird. However, that algorithm works, all yeah. that. Like, dude, I don't well, they just throw any it, weight into I guess it's like how how it ends up to other fishermen that aren't bass fishermen is they go, they search, you know, it's all yeah. search-based or whatever. They search fishing. So yeah. Facebook, not knowing the difference, just kind of like vomits it to everybody once oh well this might be something they're interested in kind of thing um you know i just i don't know man if there wasn't so if that was the only thing there was negativity around and all that i'd be like okay let's look into this i agree it's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter 72 percent of the fans don't want us to go back to the sabine river but in the next breath, they'll be like, but I want to watch Greg Hackney swim a jig. And I'm like, hey, that's all he did, actually. So, yeah, there you go. Watch it. It's yeah. there. It was know. a good time. We did, we did Pond Wars. Prime example. We did Pond Wars. Shout out Realtree. Shout out Realtree. First year, we do it in straight aluminum boats. Yeah. No graphs, no nothing. Caught some fish, but people were like, it would be so cool if... Y'all caught more because you used your units. And then the next year, we're like, all right, let's go put our bass boats in. And we just crushed them. Like, crushed them. And everybody's like, got lives go in a pond. I hope you go to hell, you piece of crap. What a freaking clown. What a joke. And I'm just like, I commented back to one of them. So true. I commented back to one of them. Like, because I, I can't. I can't do it, dude. I can't. No, you don't have it in you. I you're like me. me. Like you'll ignore mad. fifty, but the fifty first one, you're, yeah, like you're choking up on the bat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. So like I'm fixing I, to hit it. Like yeah. I comment to the dude, and I'm like, well, actually, here's a link to last year's video where we just fished with no electronics and ratty aluminum boats, yada yada, and like that wasn't good enough. I hate ten rigs. <laughs> So, I mean, I just, I've given up on all that. Social media is not the place to go gather polls of information. No, it's really not. To be honest with you, the people that don't really care and they just enjoy what we're doing, they don't want to exert the energy to get on there and get in an argument with somebody when they say, Oh, I like, yeah, I like forward facing sonar tournaments. I I think that we could do this or I like that. They know good and well that the nine people that, Ain't got nothing to do today but get on there and talk yeah. about it. Or about to jump on them. And so they just, it's skewed. Screw all that. Well, I ain't even trying to hear that. Well, what's, what's interesting to me, too, and, and I think, and it is that mi- minority that, that speaks the loudest yes. at times. But, like, doing this show, I know how many views and how many downloads it gets each week compared to comments, right? Yeah. Or, or the people that don't have the ability to comment because they listen to the DMs that I get, you know? And dude, it's a—I mean, it's a huge difference. Yeah. And so, I know people show back up. So if you got three people in the comments, they're like, "I don't know why you do this because you suck." And it's like, well, because the other people just either enjoy it, or if they disagreed, they didn't feel like they needed to go. Hey, man, I think you're a piece of crap for saying that, right? Yeah. Publicly. So I think that's the same thing with this. There are probably thousands of people that just that have watched every event y'all been in every minute of it every minute of fs1 coverage and and don't care either way yeah you know and i think that's fair but now we're using what we're hearing on social as the driving force and again may get killed on this episode and i'm sure there'll be plenty that are like i can't afford it 
you get one for free so you can say that. Here's what I would say to that. I would absolutely, I would buy three if I needed three and would save up to do so however I needed to. If I thought that made my fishing more enjoyable. And like I said, before you got here, I said, for me, that doesn't get to go as much. Like I'm not tournament fishing. I don't get to fish as much because I'm busy with a lot of things. Dude, it cuts my time down. Yeah. Like I know I can go pull into an area like on my home lakes and go, it's it's either they're here or they're not. I'm never going to say it doesn't make you more efficient. Efficient. Like, yeah, that's my thing. So it's, it's super on that. But, but at the same time, I also like to catch them punching mats. I love to sight fish, which have a sight fishing tournament. Read those comments. Yeah. Can we do that? Oh, Can we just yeah. ban that forever? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's more. You're killing the fish. Yeah, berries. let's 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 do that. And then you got MLF tried to stop like the boat flip kind of hate that people would get, and they still get hate for a million different other things. And so it never you're never that. going to satisfy everybody. But all right, we're going to end on this one. Do you do you think something will happen? Like you as an elite series angler, all this talk everything going on at a feverish pitch what do you think think, i think it would be foolish for them to ban it completely um that's going to affect a lot of sponsor dollars that comes back (laughs) well should be coming back (laughs) mullen's eyes started twitching Uh, david mullen's somewhere right now is going (laughs) oh no stop justin quit quit damn it (laughs) it's money that should be going back wherever it to goes the kitty. but it yeah. should it's it's money that's going to the organizations that allows us to be able to have these tournaments and stuff like they're buying commercials people are buying units whole nine yards if it was a deal where everywhere we went everybody just won on it and all the top 10 were doing it and all that like i could understand but Luke Palmer was using it in what I thought was a freaking awesome deal. Nobody else did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody yeah, it's incredible. That. I've seen Scott Martin flipping reeds with it, dude. Yeah, like it's incredible. That's, that's incredible. So man. it's like one person in the top ten was like super dialed with it. But did any fan at home know that Luke Palmer was doing that? No, because he looked like he was fishing cypress trees. That's right. Did like he was fishing cypress trees. <laughs> so they were okay with it. Joey wins out of the timber. Where? 10 million tournaments have been won yep. Seminole, but he was using He was the it. only one that but figured it that, out. Everybody's throwing Cinco's and whatever. Blasting them up shallow. And, shallow. and so, does it get utilized everywhere we go to some extent? Is it dominating the, everybody that's getting paid on the tournament? No, not even close. Until you go to a smallmouth fishery. And before that, they were still just staring at their 2D. Yep. Like we still use them unless they're on the bed. Unless they're on the bed, you're roaming aimlessly, drifting flats with a drift sock because that used to be how you had to do it. That's right. Or you're using two D. But now we have power pole drift paddle. Shout out power pole. No, we mm-mm, we're gonna ban those too. <laughs> yeah. We're banning everything. Yeah. We're gonna ban uh, like fuel tanks size. Like I'm gonna. I mean, uh, I'm here for regulating f- all this my now. <laughs> favorite comment, and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna circle back onto what I would personally think would be acceptable um my favorite comments though are the ones that are like you should ban live scope also you should only use an 18 foot boat with a 150 and and i'm like and go to lake ontario and die go back and watch tnn videos like i don't know what to tell you it's not 94 anymore like i get it that was cool 
and that was your heyday when you were fishing. But like, well, and that's where, and I said that, that's when the price changed on everything is when the horsepower reg changed, yeah. and I think that's when a lot of guys felt like they got pushed out. And I get that, I get it. But too. also, what I said was, uh, you could go buy a new Chevy for fifteen grand too yeah, back then. That's right. And they're and they're ninety now, ninety yeah. grand for a pickup truck. Know. You know, and seventy to eight, so eighty nine. I'm never going to argue with somebody that any no, of that, that is irrelevant. Like that's all. Stupid. Also, a point I made, and I know you're, you're you're coming back to something here, but I said kayak fishing is the least watched amount, like competitive fishing thing. And they don't have TV shows. To be fair, there's a lot of YouTube comment and uh, content. And I understand there are people that watch it, but if you don't like watching the guys in the eighty, well, then why aren't you supporting them more? Yeah. Because that's not huge. I'm with you. No offense to that, because that world's cool, and you and I both know a lot of people I, in it. I've, and it's I've looked into it's it. bad act, it. like it's, it's cool. It's pretty cool. But I'm saying, why is that not the biggest thing going? Yeah, I'm with you. If you don't like all this, but guess what? Those guys got live too. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. But why is that not supported? You're in a, a plastic boat. I don't like. Well, you're pricing us out in this. Well, the kayak numbers are bigger than the bass boat numbers. Well, then why is that? Why is kayak tournament fishing not bigger then? Yeah. Like I don't, no, I, I don't know. Like it's it's it, bizarre. None of it makes any sense. But I guess the only place where I would be like, okay, if y'all want to do something, this is, I would be okay with this. Is to limit it to one transducer. Um, and I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with advantage. I got a couple of them. I mean, I actually have three. Do you really? You have that many? See, I I just have one. Patrick Walters just has one. I have two mounted. um, One for the back, one for the front. Allows me to idle and look, all that. I didn't think it was that special, honestly. I probably won't ever do it again. But my point being, some of those guys are really good with it. They got four, they got five, whatever. They got two different directions on the jack plate, all that. If you're good with it, that's fine. My only issue is this crap's already so expensive. And not everybody that's starting out gets free units, gets free. Of course. All yeah. that stuff. They're buying that. At some point, what do they have to do? Like, how much debt do they have to put themselves to compete. in to feel like John Cox don't have one. He competes just fine. You don't have to have it to compete. My point being, though, you're not going to show up in a 17-foot boat to fish the elites. They make it. We can run a two fifty. You yeah. can run a two fifty. Bunch of guys start running five. You're gonna make the elites. You're gonna go get a two fifty, and then you're gonna. I be do like, agree with that because I now, don't. Now I've got to go buy twenty five thousand dollars worth of electronics to feel like I can compete with them. Well, and my deal with it is, is it's not. It's not that I feel like it's that much better. I like. To be honest with you, I just like one. I don't worry about battery life. I don't. Yeah, worry all that's just, too complicated. Like it just starts for me. getting carried away for me. Like it brought me into yeah. different things this year, running more than one that I just didn't really care for. I'm just gonna run one. See, I think that would be so distracting to me to have have multiples. The only time guys were running two two Garmin's that were doing that uh, perspective, yeah, perspective, and, and that right. would be all and right just because you don't have to like turn a, it. But I can also do it with the same transducer with the the transducer mount they make for it. Yeah, you can do right. it with one. That's what I'm saying. You just got to reach one. down there and do yeah, it. But that's right. And, so my deal with it is, is it's not, it has zero to do with competitive advantage. It has zero to do with that. It's literally, I've just lived that life where yeah. you're, you're, you're looking for pennies. Like sponsors, yeah. you make the elites doesn't mean you're about to get 200 grand in sponsors, period. None. Yeah. Oh, like, not at all. I would bet that a lot of people make the elites don't even get paid from a sponsor. They'll get oh, yeah. product or whatever else. So like. 
how far do we have to make dudes feel like they got to go in debt yeah. to do this? And it's like that's where my my point. I think we could reel that in just a little. Will they but, make that change? If they, I, I could see know. them making that change on limiting how many transducers. Something like that. I, if they but did, I also I don't know that that guy's beating me because he's nothing, got five that transducers. Nothing, that has nothing to do with it. That's no, just, I know that. I don't, that's and saying. that's not what you're saying, but yeah. I'm saying I don't – I think – and and like you're saying, you're pricing that – that is – that's a lot. And that's – I mean, dude, every transducer is a box. Like, that's what I think about when I think about adding one. I'm like, well, where in the crap am I going to put all this stuff? Yeah. What, how am I going to – like I like my pro guides, but I'm like, what? Like this is a lot. Yeah, this is a lot. Yeah, like right. this this turns into something that I don't want to be. But for me, if I'm an aspiring guy and I know I've got to have it, like I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna get the one. Like you better have the one, and you better be proficient with that. In my opinion, now for a guy like Taku, uh, I had him on the show earlier this year. So much fun, but he told me he has, he has four. Mm-hmm. And his two in the back, he has them out on each side of the jack plate. And the way he explained it to me, it's really interesting to hear him say, he said, in Japan, there's not a lot of fish. So he really doesn't know what they look like on side imaging. Yeah. He said he didn't have, but he knew what they look like on live. And so he just set up, he, like he had Trent Palmer, shout out TP, set up his boat. So when he idles, He's live scoping off both sides because he knows what they look like. Yeah. And dude, I think that guy's being sincere. He's not trying to get an advantage. He's just trying to keep up. That's how he operates. He's trying to cut that learning curve. He's from another country. And obviously it's working for him and Fujita both. But I, you know, I do agree with you on that. And I think, look, look, I'm, if they allow it, I'm going to run some on my Jack Blake. Like whatever. You're going to have it. I just. You're talking about the inclusion. If you're coming up, you're you're a 25-year-old. Yeah, that's right. I just feel like I'm like, man, at some point, we're going to make this even harder because already they got to freaking catch them. Then they got to pay $45,000 worth of entry fees. Then you got another $20,000 worth of expenses and just travel. If not more, yeah. If not more. It's like where – at what point can we reel this back just a little bit? No, I'm, I'm with that. But I also don't want, because people take things out of context, I don't want them to hear that and go, well, the, everything else you've said is irrelevant because you're saying what we're saying. No, I, I, that, I'm not agreeing no, with you no, that no, it's man. too expensive and all that just to get one. Just get one. Now, four is overkill. It's a lot. You know, that's a lot to me. But I understand why they got it. But and it, if yeah. I'm in your shoes and I'm already there and they're and, – and, four helps then i probably ought to have four i don't see where that fits what i would be trying to do but you know and dude again i want to say this that's the exception and not the rule there are not a bunch of dude there's not 50 guys out there with four transducers no at all no like at all five yeah so i i think that would probably be but Get this right, Patrick Walters only got one. Only got one. Kyle yeah. Welcher got one. Got one. Uh, you know, I'd quit putting mine in the water because it was more headache than it was worth to put the second one back there. So I've got one on the Express, a second one, and it is a monumental pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. I did mount one at the console back earlier this summer to try it. And it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's it, not. It, it was, was not worth that. it. Like I thought it was going to be, I thought I was going to be sneaky and do it. And nah. I, 
Now, there are some guys that I think that have figured out how to make it work in certain situations, but I, for me, I'm too lazy. I was like, I don't like taking this thing off and on and up. No. Like you said, to not get it twisted. First and foremost, I'm not a fan of Big Brother telling me what I can. No do. doubt. Like, period. So, like, I just assume it'd be a free-for-all. But at the other side of that, if they want to do something, that's fine to make these other people feel better. They can do that. And I feel like by doing that, it doesn't, it doesn't take away from being able to have forward-facing sonar, but it also benefits people. That are maybe more of a financial burden. Yeah, because like like I said, don't don't get it wrong. Like I'm not sitting here saying forward facing sonar is too expensive to be able to be per- whatever. Like I'm not getting into that argument because you already bought the eighty thousand dollar boat with the three thousand dollar trailer motor. Yeah, the spot like, locks and yeah, like because that's the people that make my eye twitch when they make that comment. Like the guy that doesn't have a boat or shouldn't have a kayak or whatever wants to tell me he can't afford. I'm cool with that. I get that. Don't pull up in a FXR 21 <laughs> and tell me you can't buy a live scope. Don't tell me that. Anyways. You just should have added that to your daggum, uh, yeah, to your, <laughs> your note yeah. at the dealership for another $20 payment a month. Yeah. You just weren't thinking when you were buying that boat, right. son. So, but yeah. my point, my point is I feel like if they do it to where they limit to one, although that wouldn't be my first pick, I would accept that just because the people that want something done, it's going to scratch their back. They'll a little bit. It'll tickle them a little bit. Give them but a again, like you're saying, five guys got multiples. If they cut it down to one, you're still yeah. going to get beat by everybody that's, that's got the one that's that knows right. how to use it better than you do. That's right. You better adapt. But then at the same time, I feel like it's something that's going to take a little weight off of potentially a rookie's plate. Yeah. Or somebody that's... I guess. You know, I mean, dude, I feel that pressure. I get it that, like, you feel like you need to do this or you need to do that to... At some keep point, that, though, that edge, so think about the – hell, Gerald does this. But think about the Patrick Walters when they, and, and Jacob Wheeler was really kind of the, the trendsetter in it, in my opinion. He's like, yeah, I don't want sponsors anymore, and I'm going to run everybody's stuff and what they're the strongest at. That's what I'm going to utilize on my boat. And he had Garmin, Lawrence, and Humminbird. All, so he had like five graphs, yeah. all this stuff. And to me, that's when I was like, whoo, boy, now we're getting up there. Five and six graphs, and these graph mount companies are making triple stack mounts. And it's like, where does this stop? I know. And, and then, but the, the simple thing that you said is the battery thing terrifies me. And I feel like I, I run really good batteries, but I'm like, dang it, dude, that's just something else I got to worry about charging. I got to keep more in here. I yeah, got, yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it mounting, does. You're mounting more batteries in your boat. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, just, this, it's, it's, it's it just, it's always evolving into yeah. more and more and more. And I just like, I'm like, but to go back to how this all started, this conversation, if you give in to the one, I know. where do you draw the line? And to me, if we go, all right, you can only have one forward facing sonar transducer. Okay, well, then on your trolling motor, by God, you got to pick. Do you want 360 or do you want a side imaging or do you want forward facing? Yeah. You better pick. There's a, I know. Like, you got to be careful what you ask for. No, no. Because yeah, then we're just going to go back to all going round robin fishing the same 10 boat docks again. And then the fans are going to go, I don't like that they don't catch nothing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I don't watch this no more. I and like, 
there's you're never gonna win that battle, dude. No, that's never going away. <laughs> no, so that's what I'm saying. Like my first and foremost pick would be that the, this ends today. <laughs> they don't ever even bring it back up. Yeah, hopefully and we just go bass fishing. Go bass fishing. Like, cause here's my thing with it, dude. I recognize that it was a deal. It cost me a sponsorship with a company because I was like, I'm trying. I better to get, get on this. Yeah. I better get on this program. Yep. And since that moment, I have utilized it by when I don't go when I'm not deer hunting or working or you're learning somewhere I drive down to Smith I drive down to Bay I go somewhere yep. where they are known to be off the bank and I catch a crappie or I find bass I learn new ways like I've put hours into learning how to catch them on it like where I just can like make- you did learning other things how to catch fish offshore on pickwick. My dad to, used to let me freaking get out of school to go sight fishing. Yeah. Because that was a huge deal to winning tournaments. It was. Where I lived growing up. There was eight weeks out of the year. If you wasn't looking at them, you, you were, were going to win. You were going to get yep. beat. So, like, I spent hours learning how to bed fish. Same goes I'd like this. to bring up that Randy Blockett used to also bitch about that. As well. About bed fishing? About getting beat by bed fishing. <laughs> really like i remember like the dean rojas tournament and and him like i can remember being like this is so terrible and i'm like my dog weighed in 45 pounds that's not terrible okay that was like the most amazing thing that's ever happened i don't care if he freaking threw a grenade at him (laughs) like see that's where i'm like kenny powers like you know what cuss more break stuff on (laughs) camera let's bring it like i the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run year, dude, let them take steroids in the dugout. Does it mean they're going to hit home runs a thousand feet? You ever seen anybody hit a ball a thousand feet? Nope. Do I want to? Yes. Entertain me. So if you guys need nine transducers to figure out if there are nine pound smallmouth swimming around the St. Lawrence river, this fat dude wants to watch it on FS1. Okay. So, I don't care. Like, yeah. let's go. No, I'm oh, not. LeBron's doing steroids, and he just ripped the backboard off and hit somebody in the face with it? I want to see that. Well, the end of the day is <laughs> steroids didn't give Mark McGuire greater hand-eye coordination. million percent. Or, but, buddy, did they mean he could smash that yeah, little white but, ball when he made contact? But he could smash it when he made contact. And he could not put his arms down because he looked like <laughs> – <laughs> the biggest freak of nature. Like, what's Hulk Hogan used to say? You got 24-inch pythons, brother. Yep. McGuire had bigger, I think, at yep. one time. So, anyways, it's like... <laughs> but I'm here for I it. I think I get... I think it gets me a little butt hurt to hear that just because I got it. Yeah. That's why the younger generation... Yeah, that's the big... That's the thing I'm now. like, shut up. Like... Listen, you talk I about a revolt. so much effort into learning this, like... Dude, I spot him. I want to get good enough to where I don't have to look at my trolling motor to see which way it's facing. I want yeah. to feel yeah. my foot in a certain direction <laughs> and see that he's 80 feet on that screen and I make that cast. Perfectly. And I'm going to hit him. Yeah. Like, that's the point I'm trying to get to. If you don't want to put that effort in, that's fine. I'm not good at skipping docks. Yeah. I hate skipping docks. <laughs> I backlash freaking smack pontoons. All kind of Karen's crap. are mad on the dock. Yeah. Like, I have to throw a wacky worm so I don't damage equipment on the dock. So, that's fine. But I hate fishing docks. Like, yeah. I just do. Like, pers- me personally, I think it sucks. Yeah. So, I don't do it. Well, guess what? 
when we, we get should to ban them. fishing lake, I'm not like, we're banning wacky rigs. I hate they should bugs. ban your good bait casting skills. Yeah, like screw Because I'm that. sitting at home watching and I can't skip a dock like that. So screw these guys. Yeah, That's like, essentially so what you're saying. It's the same difference. Silly, man. And so it's like, I just take it on the chin or I go try to find something else to do. Yeah. And, they and pray it. that it's not a dock term. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like, I I, that's, it, that's my whole thought process on it. But I think in people's minds, it's not. It's like forward facing sonar. They just put their boat in and then there's just bass everywhere and they all bite and they reel them all in. And it's so easy. I think the, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway and just kind of wrap it up is it's so sad because fishing is so fun. It is. And it's such a release for so many people. But to see the people that aren't doing it for a living, that that it is their break on the weekend to hook up their bass boat, to see them so triggered by something. Yeah. But to see the industry, and that being the pros, of it, feeding it yeah. and giving into it and causing this divide, this and, – and look, conversations are good. They need to be had you know no matter the subject like working it out talking it out it's all good but eating our own yeah. essentially it, it, i always say this about like hunting posts you see a guy with a deer and, and they're like when other hunters attack other hunters it's like dude you're oh, just dude, inviting you're, in the anti-hunters yeah. to go like yeah. join the party like don't do this or the guy that posts a five pounder and he goes oh i caught this five pound four ounce nice bass today and he's not a tournament fisherman and people in the comments are like yeah you piece of garbage that's a two pound ten answer and you're an idiot and, you, and i'm like why do we do that i don't why know. do we do that and this forward facing argument is the same thing why are you attacking good people yeah for just using what they've got on their boat. Like yeah. that's not, they're playing within the rules. Again, I go back to, if you want to attack somebody, let's attack some of these jokers that, that break the rules. Let's attack the problems in the sport, which are declining payouts and increasing entry fees. Like if you want to talk about some stuff, we can talk about some stuff, but this, we got to put this to bed and move on. I don't know why five years in its inception, this is where we're at, but right. Justin Atkins, Six years of low-budget life, six years of you being the coolest cat I know, and now you're, now you're dad. So weird. Yep. So weird. A good dad at that. Dude, you're an Elite Series pro, Forcewood Cup champ. I appreciate you coming in, dude. Yeah, we, uh, I might talk about how some things are rough, but I got it good. It's oh, not, dude, uh, yeah. And I, I never want just, anybody to think, yeah, like. No, it's not a poor pitiful me by any means at any point. I just want everybody to always. I feel like I like like you said. I've done this for six years now, and I always get great texts and I get great messages when I get off. Cause they're like, "Man, I love hearing that side." Of yeah, it. I love that. So that's the side I always try to bring into. You know, open like, and honest, man. What's what my thoughts were, like things that I struggle with, whatever. That's what we always try to talk about. We just try to keep it real. Well, and that's what I try to do week in and week out. And sometimes my opinions or facts hurt hurt people's feelings. And I and look in this deal. There are a lot of people that probably listen to me say what I've said uh, on this subject and get upset, but I mean that's just how I feel about it. You feel different, and guess what? That's what makes the world. That's what makes the world go around. But I just ask in closing that before you get heavy handed on that keyboard under a post about a guy like Patrick Walters or a Kyle Welcher that busted his ass to win the tournaments and win Angler of the Year. And Kyle definitely is an amazing shallow water fisherman, but I promise you he knows that forward facing game too. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. 
like, just think about it. Think about what that guy's gone through to get to that stage to hoist that blue trophy and you just bash him in the comments because you make an uneducated reply you know what i mean like that's not okay that's my kind of my point is like just back off of this a little bit yeah just just like just back off of it a little bit because like if you're gonna my opinion is if you're gonna be an elite you need to be able to catch them off the bed you need to be able to flip docks you need to be able to fish grass you better be able to be able to catch smallmouth you need to know what forward facing sonar looks like you need to be able to side scan you need to be able to do it all. You better be able you're to. You're going to be an elite. Yep. And so, let's get off of riding the dudes that have put the effort in to be good yep. at this thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, let's get off that because some of them struggle when we do another stuff. They it's they, always they, been this way, They man. need to put their time in to learn this other stuff. Used Whatever. to, the shallow guys got really, really antsy. When the when the swing came to go to Kentucky Lake and Pickwick Lake and yep. and Gunnersville and the ledge deal because you knew the ten or twelve guys that were fixing to beat your brakes out there and guess what back then everybody had the same units everybody had the same access to go side scan all day but you had some that were more committed than others to getting off the bank and looking and then learning how to catch those fish once they found them and then you had guys that complained well I hate going to these ledge tournaments because those guys. Have an advantage. Well, you had an advantage when we were skipping docks and throwing a square bill down uh, the bank too. Right. And those guys don't like to fish that way. That's right. I'll never forget. We'll end on this one. Being at Lake Hartwell, an FLW tour event, two thousand and sixteen, maybe. And I'd been over there two weeks before. Uh, we had a two week off limits at that point. I went over there the weekend of the cutoff. And the water was in the forties, and they were like twenty to forty feet deep. And I had my dad with me, and we blasted them. And I was like graphing and finding brush piles and it was in drains and it was awesome. We were catching big spots and big large amount of water. It was cold. Two weeks comes and it warmed up and I showed back up for practice and the water temperature was like 55. <clears throat> so immediately my mind goes, oh, they heading to the bank. Like it's it, like this is fixing to change. But I said, I'm going to go run my three best offshore places that I found. It was first morning practice. I was like, but if I, and I made a deal with myself, I'm like, but if I don't see them, I'm gone. Like, I'm just going to go start looking because I'd been to Carolina before. And like, when that water, like, things start happening, oh, yeah. right? And it's everywhere in the country, but there's a magic number. And I was like, mm, this ain't good. If it's this warm this morning, this ain't good. So I go run like three drains that they were piled up in. I graph them and they're gone. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not seeing them. I'll just cast around with my jig and, don't get a bite. And so I went to the hill and then they're just cruising and they're everywhere. And I'm like, all right, real. And so, and there were, and there were a ton of guys that missed it that week. They just refused to give that up. And I'll never forget being in the weighing line first day. And I called them and uh, call them all looking. And Randy Haynes shows up. Randy Haynes, who was arguably one of the greatest offshore fishermen, like nobody's going to argue that. And he had two in his bag. And we're sitting at the tanks, and he goes, hey, old boy, do you mind telling me, like, I'm clueless. I am absolutely clueless. And I said, well, how deep are you fishing? He goes, well, I've been out there in 20-plus feet all week. And I said, I just kind of smiled and said, well, yeah, like, that's that's not going to get it. And he goes, oh, don't tell me that. And he was immediately upset, but it's like – to me, though, it's the same. It's the same difference. thing, but it's the same. That guy was committed, but when we were in June on Pickwick and he top five, 
I didn't have that commitment to go just do what he did for three days, even knowing it was going to go down like that because there's grass and there's this. And that. and and so, but I love that he was not going to shake that, yeah. you know, but he was like, oh, don't tell me that. Oh, don't tell me that. But he had spent three days behind his graphs trying to find and just hadn't and just thought, well, I just don't know what's going on and never thought, but it wasn't his style to just go to the, um, well, they're just, they're just up here. Yeah. He was not going to do that. And I feel like we're living that right now. It's the same deal. You can get burned by life scope, just like Keith Poche oh, can so get burned weird. by having a little aluminum bow, just like whatever your deal what is. is. That's right. John Cox will get burned every now and then. It's rare. I don't know. He's got happens. gills, but it happens every now and then. He'll have a, he'll throw a bad one up every now and then. Um, but I, I say we just ban everything. Just rowboats. Let's just stop having tournaments. Yeah, we're just gonna have aluminum boats. And we're gonna paddle them out there. And- or I think we should bass should do. Have you seen this hand slapping, this slap fight thing? Dana White's got USC. You literally, oh my gosh, power slapping. You slap oh, the crap yeah, at yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think bass should just go in and electroshock bass before you know, get some fish, put them like a kiddie pool, and you got to fight them. <laughs> How about that? Let's t- <laughs> you- let's do it. Let's just do it. Okay. Whatever will just make everybody happy. So, coming to the pool now, Justin Atkins. He's wearing his Skeeter Speedo. <laughs> Boy, and you just gotta. You're trying to catch him, and then they just and they they add uh, trickery in there. They're like, "Oh, what's this?" And they and all of a sudden an alarm goes off. and They throw a gar in there, and you're like, "Ah!" You gotta dodge the gar while you're trying to get your hands on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow Justin Atkins. Supporting him on social media, not giving him crap. Buddy, I appreciate you. Yep. You're the man. We'll do it again next August. We're going to play Biloxi Blues going out next August. That's Well, that's the only time you're home and I'm home and it makes sense. Be sure to subscribe to Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus YouTube channel. If you're not, leave us a good review on iTunes, on all the audio stuff. Hug your mama. Thank y'all for listening. I'll see y'all next week. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish Moss a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name no, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got three good tires and a spare Pursuing wild game in wild places Tuning to Hunt Stand presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.